0: Welcome to Heroclix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shea McClure, bringing you the metacasual perspective on Heroclix. Sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels, just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, Taking on the latest meta team, this is a podcast for you. All comment or suggestions or questions, even, can be directed to our email at bostonclicks at gmail.com. And there's only one of me, but our sounds so cool. Also, private message me on AC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. You can also go to our Facebook page where I post the latest articles and videos and anything else I can run across about Hero Clicks. And you can private message me on there. Would love to respond. You can either send it to my Colossus TN or do it on our Facebook page. This week, this is HeroClicks Borderlands Episode 028, The Truman Show. Yes, The Truman Show, where we watch Jim Carrey grow up in a contained environment and grow to maturity and then try to bust out in his own. Once again, I name my shows based upon what I feel like they best kind of represent in movies. And this one is me spending the whole weekend watching the Rocktober podcast, spending up to six, seven hours a day watching it. And I just wanted to let everybody in on what I kind of saw from it, what I thought was cool about it, what I kind of learned from it. And my insight's not good enough, not not to help everybody out, and not even for me. I want to get somebody else's perspective. And who did I reach out to but none other than Stephen Holland Chang? And if you know who that is, that is Symbio off T3, a great uh video cast and podcast that i even listen to they do a great job of showing teams that they on youtube along with alpha striker some of the best videos out but we have stephen holland chang mr Symbio. i did was able to shake his hand at uh origins this year and was just totally impressed by him so i'm gonna sit down with him well, sit down, as in we sit down at computers over about, oh, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000 miles from each other. And we're going to have a discussion about Rocktober and what we saw. Why don't you settle in, get to know Stephen, and let's see what all we can learn from this. Okay, let's hit it. All right, guys. I'm here with Stephen Holland Chang, otherwise known as Symbio. That's probably the way you know him. He's a guy from T3 Podcasts and the T3 videos on YouTube. should check him out. I got him here. Why don't you say hi to everybody, Stephen?
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm uh, really, really happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Shay. Oh, you're welcome. So should I just call you Steven or should I call you Symbio? Uh, I am down with both. I like I like Symbio. It is it's like the my moniker, I guess, that I it's use your, everywhere. So it's
0: your it's your stage name as long as it doesn't turn into a symbol like Prince <laughs> did there for a while. Right, right.
1: Artist <laughs> formerly known as Symbio. <laughs> That's it.
0: All right. There we go. Artist formerly known as Symbio. He's now yeah. a sign. There we go. Okay. Steven, since you're the first time on here, I always do a critical hit. That's two six-packs of questions just to get to know you. So we're going to start them out. You ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Number one, when did you start playing the game?
1: Um, probably about four years ago. Uh, first set that I've started playing was uh, pretty much War of Light. So that okay. would be, yeah, what would be, uh, 2014? Yeah, so about okay. three years ago.
0: Oh, awesome time to come in with War of Light. That
1: Oh, yeah, that War of Light was uh, amazing. I mean, I, I still see that. that that. I mean, I don't know if that's the truth with everybody because they're just starting out, but that was just super exciting uh, going to the organized play and opening new packs every weekend, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's cool. You could only get them there. I remember I came in afterwards. I mean, I was playing before and took a break. When I came back, War of Light had just ended, but the entities were out there, and so it's really cool collecting some of that stuff. Oh, so, yeah. Here we go. The big question. Everybody wants to know, how did you get sucked into this plastic crack? How did you get
1: started? (laughs) Yeah, that is a good question. And uh, how do you get pulled into this amazing game? Um, I actually, uh, I think I'd say, so like three years prior to that, I saw somebody post something about the Avengers movie starter set. And um, it was it was either in a store or something. And I was like, wow, those, those sculpts are super cool. And somebody said it was a really fun game. And then I tried to find it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, nobody had it, and nobody around me played. Um, but there was a comic book store in Chico called Collector's Inc. Jason Reifert uh, runs the store with his family. And he was a huge Heroclix fan. He's been playing since the beginning. And when I was in there one day, you know, he was basically telling me about Heroclix and, like, come out and try to play. So that was like my first introduction to the game he kind of i already was interested in it but just never really got pulled in and luckily because of his love for the game um he invited me to come play tournament and i bought my first pack was the fast forces uh batman set okay yeah yeah with uh um it was like robin batman i think uh i don't know if i think it was a joker in there but um and i played with my two kids una and kai and uh, you know una was only like 12 then kai was probably like eight uh and so we started playing together oh that's cool Uh, a little family effort oh yeah definitely it's been it was a family effort since the beginning like i don't think i would have played as much or be as into the game if it weren't for my kids being into the game too um but you know it plays off each other like you 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 share your love with the kids and then it, you know it gives us something that we both love to do or we could spend a lot of time um, playing together so
0: oh, that's awesome hey okay let's get on to 3 so you're halfway through this this side of the dice uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the first figure you pulled i mean in a in a uh, blind booster what's your first figure do you remember it
1: oh wow uh, i i would i i think i was going to guess this one because Um, It probably is uh, from the Deadpool gravity feed. Because I remember distinctly, like you know, I had bought the Fast Forces, and I think I bought like a a couple Gravity feeds. I was like, I'm only gonna buy a couple. I'm not gonna get into this, you know. How many people have said that? Like, we're I'm just gonna buy like one or two, maybe. Everybody in Alcoholics Anonymous has said that, right? Yeah. Um, So I think it was the Deadpool that has sidestep and twelve attack. I think it's the one hundred thirty five point one. The one that can like either. or ignore willpower or get willpower the next turn, he, something like that. It's been so long, but I loved him. I remember thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, 12 attack is so insanely good, you know. Oh, you ain't kidding. I mean, 12 attack has been that holy grail of attacks. It is. <laughs> it
0: is. You know, outside of a, like the old Infinity Challenge where 14 and 17 defense were common back then or 14, 12, stuff like that. But this 12 attack is the holy grail. Okay. So this is an interesting question. I kind of tailored it for you because I know you all have a great venue down there and you have a bunch of great guys that play. So, and you know, you can say every one of them, but who is your hardest matchup at your
1: venue? Who do you hate to see across from you? Well, actually, I'll be honest totally about this. Uh, I, I don't really ever hate being in front of anybody um because you know I mean it's still uh I like the, I like the challenge, you know. Okay. I actually would say that I would be less likely to play mm-hmm. against somebody who's, you know, um maybe maybe just like I don't know, get salty or angry at the dice okay. versus somebody who's just really good, you know. Right. So um but yeah I would say probably Brett Johnson or, or Brett Conky house now after he goes married. Um, okay. He uh, he's another T three guy. He's the guy who went with me to Worlds. You might have met him. Um, he's on the podcast and the channel a lot. Okay, yeah, Brett's pretty cool. I like I like I
0: like Brett. And so
1: he's the one, huh? He's the yeah, one. He cu- he's hard. always coming up with crazy things, and he cheats all the time. So you know, how are you gonna, you know, <laughs> beat a guy cheating all the time, right? <laughs> I know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, calls him out. Just say okay, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, oh yeah everybody knows <laughs> everybody it's, it's, it's know. Called, you know what it's called it's called not reading the card in full oh oh I got you oh, oh. I didn't know it, I didn't know it worked that way right, I'm sorry right? <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, he he's great, he, and he's fun to play against too. We have a good time. So, but well, it sounds like I mean, if anybody's ever watched the videos, your you, that
0: venue sounds like just a lot of fun, a lot of good guys to play against. And, I, and there's a lot of venues i will say that I have visited, and they're just like that. It's great to see great venues out there, kind of promote themselves and all that.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. We actually have two here, uh, Oranchico, Chico, which is really nice. I mean, for such a small town, it's like <laughs> eighty thousand people or so. You know, we have wow. two venues where we play twice uh, once a week so wow that's, that's that's pretty good
0: i know here we have three towns within 20 minutes of each other and we add up to like
1: over 150,000
0: people and we got one venue
1: oh uh, yeah yeah you got to have a venue who basically loves hero right in oh yeah order to, in order to do it you know a person
0: that pushes it so hey yeah. let's get to number five this is this is going to be an interesting one because it i think it shows a little insight into your soul a click soul right there. Yep. So we're gonna kind of pop something out of you. So let's see here. What is your favorite power
1: in hero clicks and why? Oh man. Um I have the boring answer and then I, <laughs> I have the all right. So I'm I, all right. Honestly, it's gonna be sidestepped. Uh okay. But I also love barrier. <laughs> Barrier. So bar- barrier is a little more telling, like you know, personality wise, right? <laughs> oh, you don't like to get hit, do you? No, I don't <laughs> like to get hit. And but but uh, you know, with all the destroy blocking, I'd say sidestep is more my favorite now. It just being able to to move at any time uh, to to rearrange yourself and put yourself in another position is like so huge. Like when you when you stop playing figures with sidestep, you're like oh. Oh, I wish I had sidestep. <laughs> if I only could sidestep, you know. I know. I love... That was the power
0: when I got back in the game. I left the game before they had pink powers. I came back when they had them. Sidestep was the hardest one to get used to and the hardest one to see on the board oh. when I played against it. I'd be like, wait, he'd shoot me and step behind a wall. I was like, "Yeah." Or, or, or sidestep from behind a wall and shoot me or sidestep too, so he's always throwing me off. All right, let's finish out this side of the dice and... Another one I just crafted for you because I know y'all play a bunch. But what is your favorite map to play on?
1: Well, if you if you watch T3 Gaming, you'll probably figure this out. Um, <laughs> but uh, my favorite map to play on is probably Manhattan Bridge, oh, which yes. is I don't even know what set it's from anymore. I've played it so many times. Is it from uh, Uncanny X Men or? I think it's uncanny because it's still tournament legal. So yeah, be about probably the last set with it, probably. Yeah, and that one is just because I like I like alpha striking kind of teams. Uh, I love ID cards. That's what I've done well with in my like hero clicks competitive side of things. So that map, uh, you know, is just very clear and easy way to like get things out there and see what you're doing. And, and also there's got those two little elevated areas. And there have been a many times where I've just like gone up onto the elevated areas and been able to like keep my opponent from getting to me, you know. So it's a cool map. All right, that's cool. So, hey guys, go out there, try it out. It's still legal. It
0: should be fun to play. Um, and just to, I'm pretty, I am certain that even if you're going to a sealed event, you can bring your maps. Am I
1: right? Uh, um, yeah, I think so. Like, uh, if for WizKids open, basically any legal map is legal. So you can yeah. tr- you can grab it off the floor or from the store or whatever you want. You don't even need to like list them. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's go on into your second die of questions. Let's see, no, number one on this side of the dice, what is your biggest accomplishment? What do you say your biggest accomplishment is? And let me put it on Heroclix. I forgot to put that in <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I would assume if, it, if your biggest accomplishment is Heroclix, I, I'm, I'm sure that that's not it. But what is your biggest ha- accomplishment in Heroclix?
1: Um, well, it would have to be this last Worlds. The uh, first time I went to Worlds and I got top 16, uh, I think, in the final and it was like 13th so that was super surprising I was not expecting to do well I just wanted to go for fun and you know do do the best I could and and uh just you know things worked out for me and uh, got fausted in the end but I did kill like four fausts that day so well there you go yeah you
0: took it to him for a while so yeah I
1: did so that was probably the biggest for sure
0: I mean, 13th, awesome. Let us say congratulations on that. That's a great first showing at Origins, isn't it? Isn't that oh, your yeah. First so that's awesome. Okay, number two, what's your favorite thing about the Heroclix community?
1: Um, I would probably just say how friendly and open uh, people are. Uh, most, I mean, honestly, like all the HeroClix players I met, have just been really nice, down-to-earth people who who just love the game, um, want to talk about comic books, and even just hang out, you know, at the restaurant afterwards and have a drink or whatever. Um, nobody's like people are there to like actually talk to you and not just you know blow your face off <laughs> you oh, know? that's true you know for right. the most part you know like every you know tournament i've gone to local venue whatever um people are just really nice hey so.
0: i i gotta echo that i know uh it was awesome seeing like people like later in the i'd play against them early in origins and later on we just sit around and talk You know, yeah, yeah, I'd beat them or they'd
1: beat me, and we'd still sit around and talk about stuff, all right, exactly. And I've played other like Pokemon, Star Wars Destiny, and and uh, you know, I don't know, something about card games, maybe, but I've also heard people who play Warhammer can be really intense too, so you know, know.
0: It's, it's still a
1: fun game, so right, yes, it is.
0: Okay, let's go to three. This is important for me, I switched over the format to the Illuminati. And, of course, you have now joined the Illuminati. What no. Illuminati would you be? And tell me uh, why.
1: I would be Doctor Strange.
0: Oh, you would be just like I was. Doctor Strange, like it's a West Coast version, the West Coast Avengers version, or the Avengers yes. version. I mean,
1: do I have to pick the version that's, like, not already picked?
0: <laughs> no, no, you don't. You can pick okay. anyone you want. So we got Doctor Strange. Why would you go with Strange? Interesting.
1: Uh, I'm a big fan of, um, of Magic, you know, and, like, the – kind of like otherworldly you know knowledge like i love knowledge and like information as you know that's why i love hero clicks and why i do the channel so like collecting knowledge and being able to use that to help you or help others is really cool so are you going to wear the big cloak to origins next year maybe i actually have a doctor strange costume i've been working on for a while so
0: (laughs) oh awesome
1: that would be amazing coming there
0: if you could sit down
1: <laughs> and yeah uh, yeah maybe i could just pull out my eye of agamotto and like you know <laughs> use that to roll my dice how's that <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be <laughs> hilarious that would be that I'd would be disqualified right
0: <laughs> maybe or people just want to gather around and watch you play hero clicks that'd be that'd be pretty amazing right there okay here's another telling question we like to peer into your soul okay uh are you a prob or perplexed man and why?
1: Oh my goodness, that's so hard. That's that's a tough one, man.
0: But don't you find now in team building sometimes you're having to make that decision? Prob
1: perplex. Yes, definitely, and especially like in sealed or something. You know, what would oh. you rather have? I, I guess I would go to Prob. Wow, would, a Prob guy. Why you go with Prob? Um, it's tough, but like, gosh, Prob is. Been like you know, even if you ha- need like a twenty, a ten to hit, sometimes prob will help you out, while perplex might just you know, some you know, I don't know. It's just it, just being able to reroll and have a chance. Also, um, being able to reroll another person's dice is very you know good versus just you know doing one perplex one time. I don't know. That's, no, that's, that's a good answer
0: I hadn't thought of it like that but yeah you get you, you actually get a, a, a way an ability to use on their terms right yeah All right. okay so I think you've already answered this but why don't you tell us what is your favorite type of team to play <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's casual teams and like if I'm just going to build a fun team and then there's like, you know, competitive. But with competitive teams, one of the – so in Worlds, just as an example, I actually played a slower team in Nationals and I actually – didn't qualify, and I won. I, I got into Worlds only because of the grinder that I won. Um, and then I changed my team for Worlds to give myself more, like, ability to move out and attack faster, and I did way better. So, like, to me, like, I Alpha Strike, being able to move out and do something very quickly versus something that's going to take a long time is better overall. <laughs> but um, uh, favorite types of other teams, and just in terms of, like, casual stuff, is I love... Um, you know, I love uh, teams with a lot of little like different things going on. I like to have a little running shot, a little you know charge. Um, I'm more of a Marvel guy, although I think DC is more creative in a lot of ways than Marvel. Okay. Yeah, um, but I just grew up reading Marvel, so I love Marvel, but hey,
0: I hear you. I do love Marvel myself, DC though. They have some good characters I like. but oh you're, yeah, you're more of a casual Swiss Army knife kind of guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'll definitely. um, I've learned to appreciate playing like three guys on my team versus like one. Uh, I I think at the beginning, I liked to have the big, beefy one man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I think most of us did. But now I'm like, oh, you know, it's actually nice to have three attacks and like, you know, help each other out, you know. Oh, Uh, I I, I got you. Everybody
0: wants to save damage one time in
1: their life. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> but Peace Machine changed all that, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Peace Machine and his, uh, I'm going to cap you at three, guys. I'm yep. going to give everybody basically invincible. Well, not yeah, really,
1: but technically. Can we, all, can we all just get along? Yeah, I know. That?
0: Okay, so here's a tough question that people have answered different ways. And, you know, this is a goal of every Heroclix player, to win worlds. And it's not just the the fame, it's the ability to design a figure. So what would you design, and could you describe it a
1: little bit? This is an awesome question, and um, I actually had definitely thought about that. Me and uh, Brent talked about it. Uh, I would design The Sandman from uh, Vertigo Comics by Neil Gaiman. Uh, okay. And I think that you they would be able to get the license, you know, from Vertigo. And The Sandman is, uh, you know, he's... He's basically like any uh, cosmic entity, right, that can control the dreams of human beings. And, um, you know, he controls the endless, which is like a domain. So it would be a figure I, I was thinking it'd be cool to have kind of like a reverse entity type of possession where... Uh, the figure possesses another uh, opposing opposing figure, and then basically every turn, instead of picking or plussing and minusing values, um, get to minus or decrease their values, and then cancel out powers based on the powers that are on the dial, something like that. So it's kind of like this creature that kind of uh, affects the way you play the game. And but there's got to be also some way to remove the figure, right? <laughs> so wow. you can't be possessed the whole time. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's a crazy mechanic. People would hate you with that mechanic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like trying to think of something unique that hasn't been done before. But yeah, maybe so. But maybe it has to be—you know—has to be balanced, right? So. I can just see that.
0: Oh, hold on. Your Thor is now possessed by my Sandman and Uh you can't do this and here's a negative here and here's a negative and Uh
1: enjoy your life for a while there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. But you know, there's got to, maybe there's some way where you can like roll, maybe you roll for it, you know, so it doesn't happen all the time. I don't know. I know you could uh, do a, I guess you could treat it like a mind control.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And then run it like a Leonardo. You roll every time to see who
1: wins. Oh, that's a good way. That would be a good way to balance it. So it's not like a for sure every turn, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I love that character and just like doing something with the idea of people's dreams or their subconscious, like, you know, affecting the way they do things would be cool. You are
0: definitely Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He picked right? a perfect Illuminati. I love that. Okay. I know I got through. That was our critical hit of questions. That's awesome. You got through those two six packs of questions. But you know what? I'm not done talking to you about a couple of things because there's a couple of things that are very intriguing about me. Um, I was first turned on to T3 by Malcolm Rush. He was actually listening to my podcast and he said, hey, man, you need to go check this out. And I had some other people tell me that, too, like Nick Zim said, man, you need to check out this. They have some really cool stuff. So, number one, how did you get involved in T3 and what, kind of what's the origins and philosophy of T3? You know, this is shameless plugging time. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very cool. Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, so, T3 podcast started out as an audio podcast on on uh, biweekly done by Luis Torres, uh, Matthew Colony, Nate Latario, Brett Johnson, and um, Ben Hayes, and they got together. Uh, it's T3 stands for Tabletop Talk, and it was mainly geared towards HeroClix and Pokemon and tabletop games. And like they would get together, and they still we still do uh, you know twice a week just to hang out and talk about cool tabletop games. And HeroClix was the big one we played for um, mostly and it still is. Um, And then about a year ago or so, um, I wanted to start doing some videos. And I was like, well, you know, why don't we do it together? Because I mean, we these are all guys that play hero clicks at our venue. um, And we're all good friends. So uh, they brought me in and said, Yeah, definitely be part of the T3 crew. And so I started doing some of the podcasts. But really, I focused on wanting to build a YouTube channel. And just because I loved all the YouTube content like Married with Clicks was doing and Alpha Strike and, uh, you know, I really liked actually Majestics, you know. They used to do like the Superhero Showdown. Oh, I and, did uh, love like those. I thought those oh, were yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to kind of do something more along that to like balance casual and, and meta and try to do cool. And so that's where I started, you know, and that's pretty much what I focused my time doing. I, the podcast still goes on and we talk about star Wars destiny and, and uh, you know, I'm probably there half the time because it's a little further away for me. Okay. That's, that's, that's
0: cool. I know. um, I do love y'all's videos. Like you said, alpha strike married with clicks. They do great videos too. I've enjoyed it's, – it's great to see inside of a venue and see what's going on and just see how other people are playing and just kind of watch and learn, especially for us that don't have as much going on. You know, it's always great to sit down and go, hey, I got an hour. Let me just check out this match. And y'all, yeah. test, out, y'all test out some great figures too, and I like seeing it in live game action. With mistakes and everything going on. You know, <laughs> yeah, we. I am definitely.
1: We are definitely not like that. That kind. There, there are channels out there. I mean, not hero clicks necessarily, but other channels with other games where I, they post like only the games they win, or right. you know, they they really edit what they post. But I, I pretty much go every week. We record, and I try. to... Sometimes it gets lost because it didn't record or whatever. But I just post what we play to get a feeling for what like our games are like. You know. Hey, and I've
0: got to say, uh, I thought it was a great job what you did. I don't know if it's your last one. But it's the last
1: one I watched where you did commentary on top of it. Uh, yeah, I did one um, on the Unimind game. Yeah. And then I also, uh, I don't think I posted a new one that we did. But yeah, I mean, Hero Clicks, I think it's cool to have commentary, um, but you also want to know for sure what they're doing, right? right during commentary so it's it's kind of a tough thing to do commentary on um but i was trying that out so you think it you think it's good to do that way
0: well i think at times it's kind of like watching football sometimes you want to see a little insight into strategy i mean you're not really going to get that insight all the time when somebody's playing, you know, they'll say what right. they're doing, but you know, you don't see it until later, but you can, but it's also nice to hear another well-versed hero clicks player. Oh, he looks like he's setting up for this. Not, you know, as a newer player, I can watch. It's like watching a football game. You know, they're starting to do, they're trying to run the jet sweep. You got to watch this guy running. So I'm watching a play. I can see it happening. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah. So, I think that part of it is really cool, um, you know, that you, you could kind of like anticipate things and, you know, say, well, he could call in this guy or this guy, you know, which if you're just watching them, would just, they wouldn't tell you any of that, right?
0: Right, right. I'm not going to sit there and I'm playing you and I'm going, I'm thinking about this guy or this guy <laughs> against you, Symbio, but right. I don't know yet. But Which I, one do you think I should use <laughs> yeah. to kill your character? Yeah, that's a truly casual game right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Here's another thing. I think this is awesome because I believe on Rocktober, your son Kai won hit won the tournament. Am I right?
1: Yes. Uh, just last weekend, uh, played the ROC trial, and Kai. He's. <laughs> He's 11 years old. He's been playing since he was eight, though. So. Um, <laughs> he's got more experience than a lot of us. He's been playing a while, but I think just in the last year, he's finally kind of it's clicked. Certain things have clicked. But, um, yeah, he did really well. Um, I, I did make a, a few mistakes, and we're going to see those her- terrible mistakes in the video. But I made mistakes all throughout that day. I, I blame it on the Philly cheesesteak that we had before finals. Oh. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. Don't um, do Philly cheesesteaks cheese are awesome. I love those. <laughs> they <laughs> are. But
1: don't <laughs> eat them right before
0: final. <laughs> I bet not. Hey, but, you know, that's what I love is that I, I I have a coaching background, and I know when I go into a game and I'm coaching basketball – you're going to make mistakes. The other person is going to make mistakes is how you handle your mistakes and how you capitalize on theirs. I mean, it's when you get derailed, I think that's where you run into a lot of trouble. That's when you concentrate on one mistake for too long. It's like, Oh yeah, that's great never advice. Can... Um, here it is. I, I just want to know, how does, how is it having hero clicks and family together? I mean, because, I mean, you have very successful. Una's even a very good player. Didn't she play, I thought, at the Reno? Didn't y'all go to Las Vegas or Reno and play in a big tournament she was at, too, and did pretty well? I don't
1: know. Yeah, no, that's correct. Uh, Una actually is better player than me, but, um, <laughs> she, uh, you know, she's, uh, 15 now. So she kind of grew out of it this year, you know? So. Oh yeah. It's a girl. Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she just has other things she's interested in now, but she played for a long time. She did really, she top 16 in quite a few, like super, qualifiers uh down into larry and um uh, newark but uh so being part of family and having like hero clicks be a thing was a a, with all of us is huge I, i loved it and i still do that's why me and kai play every weekend um you know but it's a it, it allows you to, like I said, you know, spend a lot of time doing things that you love together, some families they go play soccer and football or whatever and and we play hero clicks, you, know, you or we do games <laughs> uh, yeah. y'all carrying your tackle boxes and all that <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, and so Sunday morning, we're like up in the morning, like just digging through clicks, like figuring out like what we're gonna play, you know, so it's great
0: it's, um, I, that's awesome, I know. Una broke your didn't
1: she? Was that the video <laughs> yes. I watched?
0: Yes, she did. Yeah. She's,
1: uh, she's renowned for breaking figures. It's something it's just like if, if any figure can be kind of like turned or wiggled or whatever, she will break it, you know? Um, um But I will actually do want to say, like, if you have kids and you're getting them into Heroclix, like, um, and particularly for Una, like, before she went into Heroclix, she was really, really shy. And when she started playing Heroclix, it really developed her sense of confidence uh, just to be, go to tournament, sit down in front of strangers and talk to them and play a game with them, um, and then actually end up doing pretty well. Like, it really changed her personality and made her more of a, like, well-rounded person in that respect. So I think it's a really great skill or experience for kids to have you know oh
0: yeah and i, I think it's great as a teacher it's great on critical thinking spatial mm-hmm. thinking and all that i mean you say it's a great game to kind of get that and you and it's also a um I, if you can teach kids how to build their own teams it's a great decision making process it's like you know it's a it's a counterbalance of do i keep, take this figure or do i not take this figure and it's, it's all this kind of decision making that they, they'll need
1: but yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. As a teacher, you can definitely see the uh, benefits, you know, better than I can. Like the just being able to, like, think ahead for kids like that far in advance or something. That oh, takes yeah. a lot of, you know, that, that so. takes a lot of skill.
0: And you know what? And, and it was like I've, I've, I was listened to a podcast once. I think it's Critical Clicks. I was listening to them and. Um, I'm a I'm a guy who just devours all this this online content, and I remember oh, me
1: too. Yeah, I,
0: I hear you. Uh, and they said Ed had the perfect situation because he had developed his own testing partner <laughs>
1: exactly yeah
0: <laughs> I know. So, so you know if he has an idea for origins he just brings isaac out and they just go at it with all this and he's got he, he doesn't have to do anything other than hey let's set up and let's practice right so you've got that going for you kai's grown into
1: that the, yeah the- I, he's, <laughs> he w- I w- he's definitely not as accomplished as isaac but um, you know, he, and he's also like, uh, the kind of guy who likes to change his team every minute. Like he does not like to settle on one thing, which is hard to do. Like if you're playing, if you want to be like competitive or whatever, right. Yeah. You kind of need to practice your team and Kai will play one team that he comes up with. And then, you know, as soon as he doesn't like one thing about it, he'll change it, you know, to another team. Yeah. Oh. So. The notorious
0: tweaker syndrome.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's tweaker's yeah. brain. I've got it at times too. I'm sure you've had it right before a major tournament. You're going, "Uh, should I tweak this or not? Should I do this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you have yep. to go. This is the only thing I practice. I just need to settle down. I'll
1: be okay. right. Right. I think I, I definitely learned. I've, every time I've done that, I've done really terrible. <laughs> so I, I, don't do, I try not to do that anymore. You know? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm right there with you.
0: Hey, online content. I just want to bring, I just want to kind of go over this just a little bit because I think there's a lot of us that would like to get into more online content stuff, like to put our own stuff out there. It seems like y'all have some great things. You know, my big thing is, okay, video recording. Y'all video recording these matches. You know, it took me for the longest time to figure out how to do a rig. So what mm-hmm. kind of rigging do y'all use in camera and all that? So let's go into some technical stuff for the everybody out there that and like me you want to learn, hey, how can I do it better than I'm currently doing? It.
1: Yeah, that's a a great question, um, because I was also trying to figure out, you know, and there's really not a lot out there. They don't show you how to do it. Maybe I should do a video on, like, what my setup is, you know? There you go.
0: (laughs) Teacher, Um, how to to record a match. Yeah. Professional. There you go.
1: Um, I think that, so two things that are really important is audio. Like, I think people tend to not focus enough on getting good audio when you're recording a match. Like, if you're going to do commentary, great but if not like you know having those lavalier mics which are clipped on to people really help to isolate the voice so we use that for all of our regular games and tournament matches um and it's plugged into i have a panasonic uh, g7 which is like a a hd you know slr camera it's not super expensive but it's not like it's probably like 400 bucks now i think um but it does like 4k video um so you know it's got a decent lens and all i have is a tripod i have it on the highest height and i like to you know get the wide view shot instead of the Mm -hmm. vertical Um, but you know both works out pretty well but and you know it would be really cool like happy little hero clicks channel you know those guys his, oh him. yeah he does a yeah. great job i love i like how his games, like you could he gets the close-ups of the figures and stuff and i thought about trying to do that but you could kind of only do that if you're not doing a if you're doing your own game not like you know, yeah somebody where you else's can,
0: where you can pause it move the camera in did play yeah. the sequence yeah I think, yeah, that's, that's super cool. Yeah, I know you're all, I try to emulate, I I, I, don't, I know you've seen them. I put out some very bad videos out there a couple of times of me playing, stuff like that. And I've been trying to emulate some stuff. I do like what you all do. I like your opening intro. I like your angle, I like your, your video. Uh, Thanks. Hey, Alpha Strike does a great job with the box for the Oh yeah, ins, and I'm like, I can't figure that one out. Like, well, <laughs>
1: I think that the thing for anybody is like time management. Like, you right. know, I have a full time job, family, so I have to like set a limit on like how much I'm going to do. Otherwise, I'll just burn out. So that's another thing is you gotta like figure something that's sustainable for you, like to do. So. All I do is record the match, then I put it into my Mac and I use Premiere for editing. Um, uh, it's like uh, you know, you, there's a couple of different editors you can use, but Premiere is something that I already knew how to use for work and stuff. So, um, and then I just do like a simple, uh, you know, edit. I fix the audio and do a little title and and then try to get it up as soon as I can, you know. All right. um, I, I say that's great advice. Uh, I know, I know.
0: As a content producer, and I know you as a content producer, we want to see more content producers. Yeah, like, definitely. I, I'm not in competition with anybody. I just want to see more stuff out there because more
1: stuff's out there, the more I learn, the more I like. Yep. So. Especially for Hero Clicks, I feel like there's just not um, as much, you know, out there. Like for Star Wars Destiny, which is another game I play, there's a lot of stuff. Like there's like eight channels or something constantly. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. With 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 like at least two or three videos a day, you know. With Hero Clicks, you gotta wait like a week maybe to get one. <laughs> so I, I wish there was more. So you know everybody listening out there don't be afraid and do what you can you know just come up with something uh, you know interview your local players uh you know just do something interesting yeah yeah i mean i mean it could could only last 20 minutes it
0: can last an hour whatever whatever you're putting out good content i know um i know i'm I'm in the same boat you are i'm full-time got a family i don't have any kids but i am married and you know i have other obligations i coach all right, I, I'm not this year, but I, I have in the past. But um it is hard and I have tried many avenues trying to do some new stuff and I just run out of time.
1: You know the way yeah. it goes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that's uh that's a big um like any when you're when you're producing things um at home or you know, where you're doing like like I just recently did a ten best Tips on how to improve your clicks. I'm in the
0: middle of that one. I'm in the middle of it. I'm <laughs> locking it so far. I'm telling you, I'm just in the middle of it. It's an hour long, and I only had yeah, like 20 so, um, minutes. Well, no, that's fine. I just had 20 minutes, and I was like watching it, and then uh, like I was like, well, I don't have any I haven't got back to it. I am telling you, yeah. I'm liking it so far. I do like it. Oh, great, okay.
1: great advice. Well, it's a, a good example of that is like It took so much time to do that, and um, you know, and I was kind of cursing myself the whole time, like, <laughs> "Oh my God!" You know, I'm, I'm never going to get this thing done. And uh, but eventually, you know, you do it. And and honestly, like, I've gotten so much good feedback. I'm really glad I ended up doing it and not just like, you know, giving up on it. Um, But so I appreciate everybody's comments and that's why we all do. This is also like connecting with the community, um, you know, being able to offer something that you can share with others that they uh, will enjoy. You know, there's a lot to benefit from that. Okay. And I I would say, I would,
0: I would shout out to all listeners and everybody listening and even me. And I have to remind myself, you see something good, comment on it. Yeah. If you enjoy it, if you have a suggestion, comment on it. Cause there's, Cause usually comments, I mean, if you like it, I mean, not even clicking like, you know, if you saw something you really like, go out there and comment on it. I mean, we all want feedback. We all want that.
1: That's very true. That's good advice, you know? And I definitely think you should keep doing your YouTube stuff. I, I, when I first saw your stuff came up, I watched it and I thought it was great, you know? You know, doing different teams and builds and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, I I, I do love that. So, um, hey, we're gonna jump into the main topic. And, you know, I named this – I don't know if I put it on here. I don't know if you noticed. I named this The Truman Show.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: I, because that's what it felt like. When I was watching Rocktober, which is October 13th weekend, I was watching Rocktober, and it's like we was watching the birth and emergence of the Unimind. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what you noticed, but it was kind of neat, kind of voyeur, the voyeuristic tendency of me just went to watch these matches and see what's going on and see high-level play. I thought it was great, but you know, I think as a viewer that we have we have to glean stuff from it. And, and I was going to talk with you about what can we get from it, what can we take from it, what can we uh, kind of expect to kind of filter down to our local venues. Because you know, we can sit here and believe everybody's a, a uh, person who goes to all these national tournaments, but in majority of our HeroClix players, they're fun, casual. But some of this stuff we saw in Rocktober is going to start trickling down. And as a player, you got to see it coming. You know and be able to you know kind of handle it so
1: I yeah would- yeah uh that's really it, it, definitely i mean you know it was really it, the rocktober is always exciting uh because they tend to do a better job covering uh the matches than WizKids Kids which I I I'll be honest, they uh, you know they might be nice people, but they do a terrible job covering the video coverage of Worlds, yeah. which really should be should be much better. Right? I mean, for what they are doing, <laughs> uh, you know, if you see Pokemon, Star Wars Destiny, <laughs> Magic, I mean, the the level of media coverage is so good, you know, and uh, unfortunately, HeroClix, they don't have the commentary doesn't they don't know about what the figures are, what they do. Um, and the quality is low anyway back to the positive though are the it's always exciting and rocktober comes around and you don't you're not there you get to experience it through the video commentary and see all this like all these really interesting teams and of course in this instance we got to see unimind appear kind of like you said out of nowhere like we knew it was going to be kind Kind of good, but we didn't realize how powerful it was going to be. So to see that unveiled was uh, <laughs> it, it was like a Truman Show kind of thing, you know?
0: Yeah, he got birthed as a baby, and we just sit there and watch his whole life in front of us. It was just kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you know, and I broke this down to categories, and, I, and you know, we watched the matches. I go and tell you, I was, you know, we had some family health problems, so I was at a hospital. For most of that Saturday, and it was, I, wasn't, I wasn't ill, but family was. And so I spent most of my time in there watching the team tournaments because they were broadcasting that. And then Sunday I watched a lot of it. But um, I, I was picking up a lot of stuff. I, I love seeing how people use figures. But let's look at the categories. We're going to look at strategies. There were, any, were there any strategies that just kind of jumped out at you? Yeah. I have one or two I know that jumped out at me. But I was going to let you start. Don't want to steal your yeah. thunder.
1: No, I I don't know if I have (laughs) any thunder to steal. But um, I would say one of the newer strategies was um, probably just, um, you know, being able to carry an ID. So in in the old rules of carry, you know, as soon as you carried a character, the ID card would leave the map or the character that... um, Called in the ID card would leave the map, and so they would disappear. And um, in the new carry rules, because it after, happens after they move, you place them adjacent. They don't leave the map, so that strategy played out. I saw in a couple games. Um, you know, that's one thing I would say is kind of new rules based. But what what are some the you you saw? Oh, the one that surprised me,
0: and I guess it's just where. You know, you read a rule and you think you know what it said, and you go back and you read it and you go, oh, okay. I pulled a Brett. I I didn't really see that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, It had to be the use of a colossal to call a card in, even with two tokens on it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's that's totally true. Being able to call in uh, without, you know, not only at the beginning, you can call it at any point, and then also of course, if you, you know, even have a token, you can call in. So Yeah, and, and
0: it surprised me because I thought you had to give a token, but now it's a power action. Yep. So that allows Colossal Stamina or Masters of Evil to continually call in characters. And You know, it just made me think of um, Avengers Defenders War Hulk, who -hmm. has that colossal stamina that you really don't want him to ever not take an action, Maestro. Any of those guys with colossal stamina turn into these overwhelming teleporter guys because they can go three, four, five turns in a row if you can't
1: get to them and take them out. So yeah i mean uh you know id cards kind of just got uh, you know in some ways i would say a little too much of a buff <laughs> that, oh yeah they didn't even really need it and yet they uh, i don't know if they were just trying to simplify which uh but yeah being able to call in even though you have double tokens and colossal push to do it it's a little it's all crazy
0: well and you know back at the what was it spring wko before we had retirement people are not listing the teleporter as any kind of, I have uh, resource to even to worry about at the rotation. And now we're seeing that it's use is huge right now. The ability to carry in six characters for, you know, if you don't have that many.
1: Six yeah. IDs. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean like with the Jakeem teams and so forth that we were seeing prior to that you didn't see the teleporter as often um, Because you know, even though there were probably like three or four ID cards you wanted to call in But because Jakeem was still a good primary attacker once you were done calling in you could just use Jakeem to take care of business Um, But like you said uh, with with especially with Unimind and having fewer points to get ID cards The the resource becomes huge right being able to have a huge battery or a bunch of different options for calling in oh
0: yeah yeah and i think i think th- that was a the teleporter strategy was new well newer to me i mean i'd ran a teleporter team but I, i'd never seen so much proliferation of the teleporter or multiple cards and really the teleporter is there so you can get
1: six cards even if you only have two characters so you don't know yeah. about it um, it also also lets you do that shenanigan which uh, Kenny Pena did, which is uh, it's the one that allows you to replace a figure on your force. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I forgot what it was called now. Uh, I'm Remember? better suited. I'm better yes. suited for those foes. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you can replace a figure. I've seen that done a couple times strategically. Um, but uh, but it was cool to see that done, you know, with the Loki that Kenny Pena used. Oh yeah,
0: I do like that. And I believe it originated with Tom off of Married with Clicks. I think could he be. ran he ran a Lex Luthor two hundred point team and he had a couple of two hundred point like Superman that he could call in if he saw a weakness in the other team. He'd take Lex off the board and pull in the Superman. And you go, yeah. well, You can't handle this, so I'm gonna bring Superman in and he's just gonna mop y'all. So yeah, just, that's cool. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. I like that ability. So that's pretty cool. Kenny Pena or using it as a, just another way to get powers, you know, just another power battery. You don't really want to call people in. you just want to use the inspirations off of them.
1: Yeah. Kind of, kind of said it that way, but um, the only other, I don't know if it's a new strategy, but just like the amount of carnage we saw just tells you like how powerful um, you know, plasticity and like being able to flood the board with uh, figures that, you know, our bystander tokens can be. Um, but just, you know, I think uh, also, Carnage has so much utility on so many different levels. Uh, so, uh, you know, he was <laughs> seeing him on Ed Arnold Berkovich's team almost beat Brian Nelson's Unimind. That was really cool. Um, oh,
0: I, I loved that match.
1: Mm-hmm. That was at, he ran an
0: actual, what, 150-point Carnage? It was
1: 100-point oh. point Carnage with two symbiotes. So he's, he was like 120-point cost. Didn't he also have another Colossal for a Retaliator? We did, and then he had overdrive, um, and uh, I'm forgetting now what else members of his team was but essentially he would he's he's gonna move out all of these symbiotes up into your face and lock you down and make you have to deal with or attack one of them and when unimind has a bunch of guys with plasticity around him he can't call in right who are you gonna who are you gonna call in that's one of the best strategies against unimind or anybody who's playing id Kickers is if you base him with plasticity on you know you can't call anybody in and do anything right um unless you can get out of the, you know, the plasticity.
0: Yeah, unless you ignore character bases with one of your call-ins, and if you don't, then your call-in's going to be stuck killing a pog that does nothing for points value for you. So Yep,
1: and then, and then he sends over his Colossal Carnage and flurries you, you know, and then attacks you again because he's not a, you know, he can make a regular attack, right? Right. So it's three attacks, so it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of like that. I, those are some great strategies They start seeing, and you can see some of that filter down. Um, and I think, I don't think, okay, I don't know about you, but I think ID cards don't get played that much at a local level. I mean, over where we're at, we don't play ID cards that much. People more tend towards full teams where they want to play more figures. ID cards become that meta mechanic that shows up at major tournaments, but at your local venue, they're not, I won't say they're, they don't become proliferated, but people just don't like using them as much.
1: Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. We don't we don't play ID cards unless it's like a 300 modern kind of competitive tournament, which is which is kind of sad because you, there's a lot of things you can play with ID cards that aren't you know OP right. That's kind right. of creative, um, and we don't really get an opportunity to use them outside of that format, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool figures you could use that you never get to call in. But I, I just think because the mechanic itself is a little like uh, I think when I first started playing it and people in our local venue would, you know, didn't really know that much about it, they're like, that is broken. You can call in somebody for five points and then they you know, you know, you, you, you don't get any points unless you KO them, you know. So
0: there yeah, might be I a mean, little of that. Yeah, and you know. I don't know. I think, I think it, it it has earned itself because of its use and its proliferation with a certain figures, you know, that five points depend on the figure you're calling in can be a really abusive chase green arrow. That's a really <laughs> abusive five points. Yeah. That's it. You know, the Spider-Man call in, it's abusive five points. The Adam call in, you're like, really? Okay. So, um, I think local venues will kind of, they just want to have fun. So they push that strategy to it gets kind of labeled meta and, you know, it's just said, you know, only you, you might play it once. You're not going to play it on a regular basis. So, yeah,
1: I think it would be actually fun to do a format where you kind of ban certain figures, but then, you know, allowed certain ID cards to be played um, just to see what could happen, you know? Um, But the other problem, I think, is a lot of people don't have certain, a lot of ID cards, like especially in our local area. There are people, only people who kind of play competitively have like a lot of ID cards. Everybody else kind of just has a couple, you know?
0: Well, I I blame that too, and I I love WizKids, but I think when they did the ID cards, since they're that powerful, even I, when I got a case of World's Finest, didn't get a lot of ID cards. I thought, you know, I expected to see more ID cards in there. I don't think that. Yeah.
1: The, yeah. I, World's Finest was tough to get ID cards from. I
0: was like expecting one a booster, not one every third or fourth. But I forget how many it was. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But I can see where that, they're hard to come by. Um, hey, let's move on to teams. Do you see any team builds that stood out? You know, which ones could find an impact at your local level or meta level?
1: Oh, well, I mean, there's the obvious, I guess, right? Um, you name, I mean, you Unimine know Nighthawk Prime is going to be, you know, it's definitely a, a team that I've been playing around with and just seeing what it does and, like, seeing how good it is. And I'm going to WizKids Open this weekend here, um, and I'm considering playing it. So, I mean, it's definitely – that team is going to be meta – everywhere like Whiskers opens very you get to expect to play against that team right right um the uh kenny's team is really interesting but it's it's one of those teams where you have to i think be a really good player and to know how that team works to play it. it's not something that you i don't think you anybody could just pick up and pilot um and so uh, other teams jakeem i think you're going to still see jakeem and you know al jordan around there um, and then jakeem with the Green Lantern barrier teams um, I kind of, this is the, I wish, I wish we got to see some videos of other teams. Like there was, um, they did a great job, but um, it was, I don't feel like we got as much diversity of of video of what was out there. I mean, there was probably a lot of different teams we didn't even get to see, right? Right, I think I saw
0: on Facebook, did you see the picture, Uh, was it PJ Brolin that was running like a ton of, uh, was it Flora or Green Colossals? I wanted to see that thing play. You know, yeah, I, wanted to yeah. see, I wanted to see how that would work. Um, I think some interesting teams I saw was the Carnage team that that Ed ran. Mm-hmm. That was interesting to me. That actually spoke to me that that could actually find its
1: way to a local venue because definitely. Uh, you know, although Carnages are expensive, <laughs> true. We but only you, two.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and but you can also pair him with a non Carnage Colossal. And just and as a variant of that team, run a Carnage at 100 points. And there's not a lot of times that hero clicks players are able to run their Colossals past their Colossal Retaliation. So that might be a fun way. You know, it's just a new option that you might see. And, mm-hmm. you know, you bring it. I've seen people at my venue bring other Colossals. Just Carnage is so effective at 100 points. It's just
1: crazy. And yeah actually locally my uh one of our local players levi played that carnage uh, at 100 points and played him with red leader so that and he just kind of sat back and then played a bunch of pogs so he just waits for you to take out a pog and then he can come over and flurry you with 12 attacks six damage or something wow. to hit you again you know <laughs> That's so uh, yeah i definitely think that 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 idea is is can filter out to the local level for sure mm-hmm. um Hey, an impressive figure I had from the sealed day, the day
0: before, that you know I toyed around with Thorbuster. Oh yeah, he's a neat little figure for 125 points, and I think at a local level you're going to see him popping on teams because he does so much stuff very well. At 125 yep. points, he's he's got range, he's got psychic blast. Uh, he has some defenses against certain types of characters people like to play, so I think that Thorbuster could be a good uh, local local level kind of
1: takedown. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I I mean, we also have to give props to the fact that Unit Mine isn't a chase. Unit Mine isn't like a really expensive figure. So like from a local level, he like we have a newer player in our area, a uh, Scott, and he just started playing maybe three months ago or so and he's been really excited to play um a little bit more competitive and he's able to play unimind he doesn't have all of the id cards that go with it but it gives him actually a chance to like compete so he got like third place in the roc and um things like that even though he, he played it with the devil dinosaur and it wasn't like you know as optimized as you would think but um you know it's a lot more accessible than like ba- paying a hundred dollars for a jakeem right Oh, I agree. I've never
0: gotten a Jakeem. I was <laughs> like, I yeah. tried. And I'm like, oh, well. But, you know, <laughs> it, it is. And we'll talk about Unimind a little bit later. But, I mean, yeah, that's some teams we can see coming down. Um, some teams we saw go bye-bye, which is interesting that I think are still viable around the local level. As I did see a lot of
1: true POG-generating teams. Uh, yeah. and We didn't see barely any. Um, like, you didn't see <laughs> – you didn't see a lot, you didn't see any Nick Fury teams, really, right? No, no, nope. you might, you'll probably see them at a local level, but I don't know, I mean. But also, uh, you know, Doc Ock, I don't even know if he made it anywhere out there, um, but I didn't see any Doc Ock or uh, Samantha Cap was probably out there, but didn't make it to the top eight or top 16, right?
0: Right, and you didn't see a um, vehicles.
1: right. There's a little yeah. bit of, a little bit of overdrive still out there, which people thought overdrive would kind of go away because of Mr. Nobody or something, but he didn't he's still out there.
0: You know? No, no I mean he's such a powerful piece, you know he, he is. I mean he is a board for you Alpha strikers seem, uh-huh. you know, Overdrive is this ultimate let me get in your face as quickly as possible. I mean yeah pair him with Samantha Cap and it's a 14 move sidestep knocking on your door almost immediately. Yeah. Ready to ready to bring pain. Yeah.
1: yeah, Now with any ID card you want to use too.
0: Oh yeah, because, <laughs> because you know we know what will happen is that a overdrive runs out, uh, and then Sam Cap calls in Hawkeye. <laughs> 14. And the yep. whole side of the board is now open for Hawkeye to take out Colossal after Colossal after Colossal and just ping yep. everybody.
1: That's then, why Pogs are not really viable either, uh, It's just Hawkeye kills them all. <laughs> you know, yeah. so...
0: You know, you and, know. We're, and we're all holding our breath for Shield Level 7 ID cards to go away. Yep, that's going to be a game-changer for sure. I, I think so, because because that includes Nick Fury... The space armored hulk that seems to be a popular call-in for shield level seven isn't he one yep. of those
1: yeah definitely the hawkeye t- yeah uh hawkeye what else is she- i mean peggy is kind of already gone nick fury obviously is going to be gone i mean just losing nick fury is going to be huge you know oh yeah losing that set which i don't know i'm ready for it i'm not saying uh, it's a bad thing it's a good thing you know we've no. we've We've played a lot of these pieces for enough, I think. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready
0: to get rid of that and have some new threats. Uh, I think, and okay. the rotation of the ID cards will be interesting because Uncanny X Men is going to have a lot. So we'll have to see how that kind of turns. Uh, X Men first class, which X Men first yeah. class. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm behind the times. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: they just previewed that, I guess, a little bit, or or gave a little bit of spoiler on that.
0: Oh, yeah. And that looked awesome. So um, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how those kind of come back up. Um, hey, let's jump to trends. Did you notice any trends
1: out there? Oh, man. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing is an ID card call-in battery, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a per, I'm somebody who's played that since the beginning, whether it's a Quinjet or, you know, Gene Grey, Jakeem. I mean, essentially, they're all ID card call-in batteries. That's what is the biggest most powerful thing so if you're on a local level and you want to play in uh, a whiz kids open you got to be comfortable with how id cards work and how you know it, it gives you the flexibility to deal with whatever you're fighting against so if you're playing a one-man army you call in nick fury you know or chase green arrow you, you know that you're playing pogs you put call in hawkeye you know that's the kind of Kind of, uh, I guess, strategy that you have to be familiar with.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a huge trend. ID cards. Um, I think since they're not doing away with them, X Men First Class is going to have them. I think you got to get used to them. They're going to be yeah. out there. Hopefully, they fix the distribution problem so they're more readily available, which seems to, you know, kind of help anything, I believe. Oh, hey, one thing I noticed, and I have one, I've not played it, but the boxing ring. Yeah, it's yep. huge for five points. Again, we're talking about five points. Big deals. The box ring's huge for five points. You're able to change terrain on a map that you shouldn't be able to. I mean, that's the way I look at it. You you get put on the office map, and you got a long range team. You put it over some walls, and all of a sudden, you do have a corridor of long range. And it is it is as long as it's not elevation. You know, it can change the way a map is designed, and that's important, and it gives you extra defense, and I don't think the rule of three affects it. Am I right? I thought I'd read somewhere that. Is that true? Uh, you mean in terms
1: of how it modifies your attack? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I can um, back up. Well, you know, it, I think it still would affect it in the sense that if you had, you know, if you already had lowered, somebody had lowered your attack, minus two if you're on the outside of the ring trying to shoot in you you would only minus three you know um but because it it's works in it kind of works in reverse like you can up your defense value sit in the ring and then they minus their attack it's like minus four right yeah really yeah it's it's a it's a game changer and i i mean i've tried to play it a couple times and i definitely but i i find it a little it's kind of tough to work with in some ways, like just you have to be able to ignore hindering to go back and forth, you know, through it. Right. Uh, there are there are little things you got to remember. But for five points, if you put it on that sporting arena map, which some people got at the world.
0: Uh, yeah, I got it,
1: one. I yeah. Love it. it gives you plus one to any uh, defense for any character you pick, you know. Wow! Just by playing that map.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And you, all you gotta do is win it. And then I think it gives a it gives you an under. Well, as an opponent, if I see someone put it down the boxing ring, I kind of know where
1: they're going. I yes, to know and no, actually. They, I mean, a lot of people use it as a kind of uh, deferring tactic. Like you, people tend to focus on it because it's this big white you know thing. In the oh yeah. Top, right, but half of the time, if you notice, people may not even use it. Uh, You know, that's true.
0: I guess it's depending upon the matchup, and it also changes angles of fire, and it just kind of throws you off if you're used to a map. So it does, it does. And and a lot of our new vehicles now, you know, like the Merc Jet, the Invisible Plane, they're
1: they're terrains now. So yeah. I'd love to see that played more. Um, I know like for, invisible jet is a great way of uh, keep controlling movement. So if you put it on an office map or something, you can actually keep people from moving through a certain uh, area, which we don't. which like you said, special terrain. It allows you to modify a map's terrain. Uh, I think if you can think of creative ways of using it, uh, y- you know it can be really, really good. Yeah,
0: and I like also. Somebody had said it's a great way to generate heavy objects. Oh right. Well, if it's destroyed, right? Right. If you destroy it, it will generate in every square it was in a heavy object. Yeah, that's a lot of objects. <laughs> <That's> eight <laughs> objects.
1: Awesome. Yeah. You're looking at a uh, who is it that can carry two? Yeah, there, there isn't there like a Colossus or Hulk or somebody who can carry Thor two? can? Isn't
0: is it, it the Mill North? Is it the Mill Thor can pick up two. Can you use both of them
1: on you? I think you're right, yeah. I don't have that door, but, yeah, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, look that up, because that'd be crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to shoot through it and miss, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's not going to be, like, something that happens very quickly. Oh, that's true. That's true, but, you know... It's always that- unless I don't know. Can you destroy it? Like, can you attack it? I don't think. so. I don't
0: know. See, I just I I, I, I own one, but it's sitting on a shelf. It looks
1: pretty. I just not brought it out. You know. Yeah. Oh, it's fun to play. You should bring it out just for casual games. Actually. Oh yeah, I've been wanting to because I think that
0: hypersonic uh, get a Wonder Woman in there. It might be really fun. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, The only thing I didn't like was Dinah Prince wouldn't qualify. I think she's an Amazon. No, she's not even an Amazon, the planetary one.
1: Uh, I don't think she is,
0: yeah. She's 40 points. She's like right in the wheelhouse to go in it for 135 total. You'd have a pilot for it, but...
1: It's yeah. okay. You know what, um, Brett did was he put the uh Venom Hulk in it, mm-hmm. 100 point <laughs> Venom Hulk, so it had a 12 attack, five damage, hypersonic speed. <laughs> oh, wow! And then it has like what I think it has like 11 clicks or something. And after it <laughs> pops out, you've got this Venom Hulk with a flurry, you know, 11 attack, four damage. Well, okay, so,
0: I didn't think, I didn't think, can, can non-Amazon's pilot it? Oh, yeah, it's still
1: a vehicle. Okay, so okay, now this doesn't get these special powers or abilities. Okay, he, he, okay, so this is my I won't say it's an evil
0: thought, but it, it'd be fun to play at your venue is to have it with uh Avengers Defenders War Hulk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the 12 attack, four damage <laughs> one. Well, the uh, the one that oh,
1: wait. He, would, no. he would
0: no, he drives it around, and when it's destroyed, he pops out on his oh, don't mess with him, click. And he won't have any tokens on him, so he can uh-huh. run through
1: everybody. Are talking about the raid, the one with the... Um, uh, uh, the world War. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I think
0: he would be crazy in that thing. He just yeah. flies around. <laughs> he flies yeah. around. When you pop him, he gets basically 11, or however many clicks it is he gets that big of shield armor on him. And then when he pops out, He's not going to be tokened, and he's just going to he's just going to pick out your biggest guy and just go hammer him, really yep. quick. Yeah, that's true. That's,
1: and it, he's got know. that those three stop clicks, <laughs> or that uh, that's big, huge stop click right there. So right,
0: right, perfect. It, yeah, he just stops him, and then he will. Anyway, I've always been trying to find a vehicle for that guy because I think he's perfectly made for a vehicle. You want to get him up in somebody's face. You want to get him to that god click where he can run anywhere. And just go yeah. down and hit him.
1: Well, you know, I actually was trying to play this World Breaker, and there's that new Titano OP kit guy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but and he's, like, the only guy in Modern that can actually attack a friendly character. <laughs> um, so you could feasibly, like, I guess you can't outwit your own Invincible, but That's trying true. to figure out some way of getting him to his, you know, nasty click. Yeah, try to get him there. there. Yeah.
0: Um, Hey, let's look at, oh, oh, here's a couple of trends I saw too. You can chime in or not. Uh, It kind of pointed to me, the use of Nighthawk is that don't forget about your old clicks that are still modern. That showed me a a click that had just kind of gone away Mm -hmm. and then came back because something new came out. I mean, I thought that was interesting because sometimes we focus so much on the new, we forget about how they can synergize with the old. So I thought that was a trend. They got some of your old clicks. See how they work. You know, there might be something there. And Nighthawk was just perfect for the Unimon. And so I thought that was it. And Colossals, they're still around. There's still a resurgence of them. And they're and they're almost more important than ever. I mean, so
1: Yeah, that's great. That's a great um, insight, Uh, you know, and that's what we call like the meta game, right? Um, Right. That it's constantly changing and reacting to itself. Uh, um, Like I remember one of the reasons why Dennis, uh, sorry, uh, Daniel Powell played the Atom which, you know, it's definitely seen a lot of play, but it's not one of the new Colossals. Uh, he played that over another Carnage because in Retaliation, he could get rid of a bunch of those symbiotes if it was a problem because it ignores shape change and super senses. So, um, you know, this, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, Kenny Pena, like, what, two years ago or a year ago, brought out the old L E dupe that nobody had ever played for I know. a while. Yeah. You know, it's cool stuff like that, you know. Um, I definitely I'm not one of those amazing team builders. I can play a team pretty well if I like have practiced it, but I'm definitely not as good at like coming up with really amazing teams based on pulling out figures from here and there. Uh, so I always really appreciate people who can do that, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's some creative uh, team builders and they, there's, and by watching games in which they play, and you're starting to see trends of, you know, where players are gravitating towards and some stuff that starting to become I don't know, more effective in clicks. Okay, let's look at the players. Uh, looking at how they play, how they actually, as a player, let's take the the team out and let's look at watching these matches, watching how players acted in the matches. What can we take from it? I mean, as a player, how can I improve my game at a local level based upon this, watching how top players play? What would you say is your, you, what you started learning from them as, as a person, not as a Team runner, what should you do to make your HeroClix game a little bit more effective?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I mean, when you, I love watching players like top level players play because they, there's a certain level of um, confidence and speed at which they do things that I feel like I take forever to do things. You know, Um, so when I watch them, they they're calculating in their head, and I love how. Like I know Ed and Isaac, they use the power, the action tokens in order to count their spaces and they place the action tokens where they're going to like draw lines of fire from or where they're going to call in their id card from um, that's something that you could use on a local level um, and and what it does is it just keeps you organized and allows you to have what i call like kind of good gameplay habits um, so if you get in the habit of doing that it just makes it clear where you're going to shoot from and that kind of thing um, you know and then just they're so fast. Like most most players are just so um, like high level players. They're they're able to do what they want to do fairly quickly. Oh yeah.
0: Hey, I put down in my notes here. I put methodical and decisive. They're very methodical. What they're going to exactly. do. Exactly. Very decisive, and I think that's where local players. Like me and you who want to get into competitive scene, we're not as decisive as they are. Right, yeah, you know, exactly. We, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Let me think of another move. Let me think of three other moves, and I'm going to come back to the first move. You know, But they're very methodical and decisive. I like what you said. You know, They have those good habits. I love that taking the token out. Do you notice anything else?
1: Mm. Well, it's harder also when you can't hear them. Like sometimes when you can hear, like if I've been at Worlds and I've watched like Easton Brock, play and you can hear they know exactly how much damage to do to which character for how much um obviously like also you know in the final match between easton and uh daniel the just thinking outside the box like okay hulkbuster torso if i use that on an object attack i get 10 points i mean i would honestly never think about that (laughs) i i mean i might if it i don't know if i'm like i think you can learn about when, when you're trying to get points, you got to think outside the box sometimes, you know? Maybe you can take a resource off somebody. Maybe you can knock them down uh, so that they lose the entity. You know, you don't know anything as, is a possible way of winning, and uh, and that's something the high-level players definitely do. Oh, yeah,
0: that's I marked that down, too. I mean, you're just stealing my thunder. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It's, it is. Those high-level guys know the points, they know the they know where they're at, and they know how to get the points to get to the win. I mean, it's 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 what I call in basketball situational awareness. You know, you know the game. Mm-hmm. You know what what what's the time of the game? What's the score of the game? What you need to do right then to get to the end of the game? You know, and it yep. was great. I remember writing that down too. Is that torso attack? I was like, oh, he realizes he needs those ten points, and all of a sudden the momentum switched. Now Easton wasn't running; he had to come after him, and then you could play more defensive. And, you know, you can be a little bit better positioned. So, yeah. And I think another thing that I've noticed high players are very good at is they're very adaptable. You know, some of us have one strategy. We go do it, and when it blows up, it doesn't work. They seem adaptable. They're they're able to change up on what they're doing. And they're very – they think out, like you were saying with the action token, they think out their turn order. I mean, mm-hmm. How many times? how many times as players we run out of actions? Oh, no, no. You've already taken three actions.
1: <laughs> so many, right? Yeah, I yeah. know.
0: And, and, or you attack with the wrong guy first. Yes. You know, you know, you're going, well, why didn't I attack with my 12 attack guy first, knock down his defense, and then attack with my 10 attack guy? And then, I, you know, I got better odds right then, so – yeah. I think,
1: and, and that's all about practice, too, right? Like, the more you practice and, and, and you've played against these guys, you'll know exactly, you'll feel comfortable. Uh, so if you don't practice or play against these characters, you're, you're going to be indecisive, you know, because you're not going to know what to do.
0: Right.
1: I think uh, a, a rule of thumb I use
0: in basketball when I coach is two to one. I want two practices to my one game. I, I usually want about two to one. That's enough time to go over stuff but not too much time where you're just not using it. So a two to one ratio if I have twice as many practices if I have twice as many practices as I do games, then I'll have pretty good season because it kind of works out. It kind of goes that way if you want to be competitive. You've got a big tournament you're gonna to have to about twice as you're gonna to have to twi- practice
1: about twice as much to get ready for it. You Shay, know? you should use your uh, coaching expertise to do a hero clicks video you know <laughs> we're, just, we're, gonna, we're gonna call you
0: coach. That's it. You know what I need to do? I want a teleprompter and do one of those
1: matches where I do the teleprompter. He could go here. Let's oh, this yeah. guy. Oh my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> one of those sportscasters things where you could like draw on the screen and. Wouldn't that be hilarious? I think he's gonna go this way. No, he could go try this way and then split up. Actually, you know, we (laughs) should try to do that. Maybe is there some way you and I can do commentary on a match and we can like, I don't know if we could do it on Google Hangouts or a way where we can use the tools to like draw on the screen. Oh that'd be awesome wouldn't it. We'll have to think about that cuz I'm all for that. I'm all, I'm all for pushing out some new, you know. All right, we're going to work on that then. All right, I'm going to have to write that down. We I'm going to work with Symbio on that. Yep. And gonna, I'm going to record all of our RSC matches this weekend, and Aaron Cantu's coming up uh, to play. So maybe we'll do commentary on one of those matches. Uh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to do that. That'd be cool. We'll we'll get together on
0: that. All right. So that's everything we kind of got from it. I think it's great. I think if you have time, you should watch matches. Even a T3 match, Rocktober, whatever. Every time you watch watch a match, Alpha Strike, those guys, Happy Little Hero Clicks, you just learn so much from it. You know, you can glean stuff from it. But let's go to the most important thing everybody wants to talk about that I think is even in the community, it seems like to me, everybody's just so decisive about this issue. The elephant in the room, the state of the game. Where are we at, guys? Where are we at? You know, what what are you thinking, Symbio? is the state of the game as it it is right now?
1: Now, are we talking like state of the Competitive scene or like just state of hero clicks because those are kind of different to me.
0: Okay, let's go meta first. Let's go the competitive scene. What's the state of the game in the competitive scene?
1: Uh, One word, one world, Unimind. Hey, I hear Uh, you. Does he have an
0: impact on the regular hero clicks then?
1: I don't think so. I think that. Like, in our local venue, I think it's so clear that Unimind is meta that people don't really play him, you know? So it's not like it's going to affect the scene that much. Um, So, you know, but I think in terms of, like, so now ROC World Cup just happened. We haven't even just moved. It, It just happened. So I like to give time for things to, like, shake out, you know? But... I've been play testing with a bunch of different people too, and Unimine is just really, really powerful with ID cards. There's just no way around that. And then you pair him up with a Nighthawk, and it, it makes it so that your values are so low. So, so even in the world where we get some teams that could sort of maybe counter it, um, if you're play, if you have like 50 of them you know, out there in a hundred person tournament or whatever, the likelihood of it doing well still is gonna be really high, right?
0: Right, right. And and you know, that's a testament to its accessibility. Like you said before, it's only a super rare. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's meant and I liken it back to vet Icon soups. Say very powerful figures, very readily available. It was before my time, I think. Okay, it was. It was. It was. We're talking way back when Dragon Con, and we actually had the uh, uh, way back before they ever got an Origins going, where they had the World Championships. Uh-huh. But Vet icon soups became this easy piece to run. I'm not saying Unimind's easy to run, but the Unimine teleporter is a is a easy strategy to figure out. Is a the better the player, the more impressive that build is.
1: But yes. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I I would I would I would say it's actually um, obviously having plus four to any character is is not hard to run. But because he only has five clicks, if you don't do a good job knowing how to protect him, then, you know, it's you could lose fairly quickly, too. So, yeah, you have to be careful of that. And he does make you make
0: some decisions. But I think like you're saying, I think at tournaments, if we're talking medicine, you're going to see a high proliferation of Unimines. and yes. just, and because of his accessibility, you had lower proliferation of jakeems. I would say when jakeem hit, he was more he was almost as abusive and op. But he, I'm gonna tell you, I went to WKO in this area. We had one jakeem show up in the middle of the jakeem storm. We had one. His oh, accessibility, wow. his accessibility
1: on our side was hard. Just because he was expensive and hard to pull. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know anybody who pulled him.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't. I knew one person that pulled him. So you're looking at, but I know several people who've pulled a Unimind. Oh yeah, and yeah. And, and then making Thena, and Makari and Icarus not that hard to get with him and Ajax, which mm-hmm. really those those help him out. So those are easy to get. is so easy to get. Even oh, yeah. in even in sealed Athena is the go to play if you've got one. Yes. I, I, I don't I don't see why anybody doesn't play Athena. If I, it's my advice. You you you're playing <laughs> you're playing that sealed set and you Hang look down, crash. you have Athena, you get I'm sorry, it's autoplay. Put her in. I mean
1: build around her. Any of the Eternals are good in sealed. <laughs>
0: Oh, you, right. you, ain't, you ain't kidding. I'm just saying yeah. thing is the most common one. <laughs> she just she wants does, yeah. right. But um, so I, I agree with you. The competitive states kind of influx. Here's my thought. I believe I'm in agreement with you that you got to kind of sit back and watch. What I'm saying is the Unimind strategy is so quick to formulate. There's, there's some figures out there. I think TMT, and I got a few sitting over here, that actually have potential. It's just taken longer to figure them out. And I'll point out some ones I'm looking at. Tyrannus, he is interesting. The ability to put a pog out every turn, mm-hmm. every turn. Even when he he can put out three pogs in three turns. Shack oh yeah, two. yeah. And they have plasticity, and you know, and he can up their values. Their one problem is they take actions. You know, I think Zarco,
1: Tomorrow Man, Zarco.
0: Yes, I like him. A guy who can prob anywhere on the board if you're Asgardian. And you build a team with an Asgardian on it? It's huge. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. He's cool. He's fun to play for sure. And we didn't see a lot. We saw some, but Red Leader, I think, it's going to become more abusive. Yeah, I think, that particularly as things like Nighthawk Prime rotate out, and because he's a prime, um, you know, you'll be able to you'll see more of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and, like, you know, go go ahead. Now, and this guy, I don't know if you can
0: see him. Let's see.
1: Oh, yeah. Thor.
0: Title the, yeah title title character, Thor. I think he has a lot of potential out there at 175. Um, I loved what Scott Crampton was doing with him in the team tournament. He was actually trying to build Thor up to his negative eight.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's, that's the way to go with him. But, you know, because you got the double attacks, which is great. Um and I think if you pair him up with some way of protecting him so he doesn't get taken down easily or regen him, you know, you can make him last longer or you'll get to that eight, right?
0: Oh yeah, I, I, and him paired with Jane Foster. I'm just saying there's some figures out there we're still working with, and we don't know their impact. You and mine just had the quick impact. just like Jokimo was this quick impact out Joker's Wild. And you know it was like, oh wow. but you yeah. still have you still have killing Joke Joker out there. Ooh, I find yep. it interesting. And here's another thing. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there, Symbio. And I just realized it the other day. Look at Sinestro in Elseworlds. Uh-huh. He's 140. Killing Joke Joker is 140. Sinestro can... I believe Sinestro can take the place of Killing Joke Joker.
1: Because, uh, because it says the friendly character named Joker, it's the whole from an alternate Earth, right? Yeah. That's it. They, 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 so, yeah, so you could, like, choose to use him instead of the Joker. Right, right. You could have
0: him on the sideline, and in a specific case, he gives Joker an alternate identity.
1: Yeah, he's got Pulse Wave.
0: Yeah, so if you got a team that you know that Pulse Wave is going to be important against, mm-hmm. and a he also, well, no, it's not that Sinestro, but anyway, I, I just saw that, and I thought that was unique. It made me think, well, okay, that gives me another option, another option with killing joker makes him a little bit more valuable again so i'd have yeah. to kind of act, maximize that out just to kind of check it out that's, that can, really, that's pretty cool and that can occur anytime in the game so if i get joker to the right position i can pull calling a pulse waiver i can change him out then all of a sudden sinestro has to run but he's not that bad i don't think but you anyway, know anyway, some thought processes i had on that so
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I think the thing with the the fact that Unimani you know, is so prevalent is that even if you build a team that kind of counters it, which, you know, people are trying to uh, build teams to counter it, and there are some decent ideas out there, but to, so many things have to, like, line up in your way, um, and his reach is so far that, like, if you lose one of those things that make your team take him out, you know... Um, that's game over, and then also it, it's it's you could lose against another matchup, right? So like oh, a yeah. lot of a lot of uh, doing well at, in the meta game is like who are you matched up with, right? So even yeah. if you are able to beat a Jakim, a Unima, you may not be able to beat a jakeem right?
0: Yeah, that that's true. Um, uh, let me, okay, you know, get back to the question. State of the game. I think the meta game's in flux in that we have this big guy who came in and just started beating everybody up and we're in the middle of the meta trying to <laughs> respond to them, to counter him, right? And, yep. and, and let's see who's doing the response. Uh, to be honest, I believe that leading the charge are your top players. I know they know how to play them, but they're also looking a to way to, to, to beat them. You know, because they want that edge, right? I mean, yeah, they edge, don't I want
1: to. Yeah, they don't want to play him again. Like you know, you know, this is not, probably not going to play Univine again. And maybe he will, but he, he wants to figure out how to beat him, right? Right, and I, I, you're going to see that, and that's
0: going to be good for the meta game. But right now, we're in this wall, kind of like Jakeem did for a second. You know, Jakeem put up that wall of, you know, it's it's look like we're going to be stale, but you know, we, we'll break it down at the local level. I think. The game is in a precarious situation. And that's why I say precarious. I think that from a figure standpoint in the last year, we've gotten some great variety and some great figures and a lot of fun figures out there, all right? But in the last, since May, before Origins till now, we have flooded the market with sets. (laughs) Yeah. And, And you're talking about a situation where I believe at a local level, you, 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 you've got money investment, money thin, uh, and people aren't playing as enough of their figures. Because, you know, we'd have three months to play. Now we've had, what, a month to play a figure a set of figures, and you've got new sets coming out, and you're wanting to jump in that, and you're running sealed events and all that. So the the push of product might be wearing on players a little bit. And any kind of negativity coming down from a competitive scene or something like that can impact your local venue if you're not keeping mm-hmm. upbeat and really promoting that. I don't know. That's just my viewpoint. What I've seen, talking with my players around here and all that. So I, I'm hearing those little grumbles. They're not huge. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you. What if, in my opinion, hurt the game for a little bit with the with the with the figure you, reuse? Elseworlds re, rein, reinvigorated a little bit, and then I thought. Thor was an excellent set. I don't know what you thought, but I thought, man, they they hit a great set right there. You know, to get some momentum going back. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely agree that the the I'm I've heard a lot more than just grumblings in terms of uh, flooding the market with too much product. Uh, I we echo that locally. Like, um, if you even if you collect you still want to be able to play your figures. And I don't know how many people I know locally who probably they bought the sets, but they haven't played a single one of them. You know, they just don't, haven't had the time to, to play them. If you, and, and so I could tell people are feeling a little like, well, maybe I should stop because I don't have time to play all these figures, you know, and and that's not a good thing. You don't want players feeling like they can't afford to keep playing the game. Right. Um, Oh yeah. Uh, so, but I definitely agree. Once Thor came around, it was it, it reinvigorated because we and and maybe they planned for that. Maybe they knew that was going to happen. They were going to flood the market with all this stuff and that TMT with the new rules was going to invigorate things, um, it, which is good. I, it's slowing down. I think Harley coming in November is a nice pace, uh, you know, hope, and then uh, let's see X-Men coming in February. So yeah. I think we're now back to the normal way of things, but I don't think this whole 15th anniversary was a celebration as much as just kind of like, it kind of hurt them a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think it kinda of stops some and it made players pause for a second and evaluate and you never want that in a game. Right. You yeah. you want them to just momentum just keep going. So it's kind of yeah. way it kinda of goes. I know um anyway, that's just kind but of my, th- my view. I mean,
1: I I do like to say, I mean, the I think that Thor is very exciting. Uh, there's a lot of fun things to play. I love playing Thor in sealed too. Um, but uh, you know, you gotta give room for people to play their figures. You know, and and, and that's I'd say at least two three months um, if you, <laughs> right? I mean, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna buy a couple for sealed, and then you gotta be able to do fun things like do constructed and stuff. Uh, we have a new format at our venue where we force you to play the last two sets so that you have to bring out your figures that you just bought a lot of, and you can't play all these meta figures. You know?
0: <laughs> oh. That's cool. So, I, I know uh, me and my buddy, Mark, I don't know. I know you listen to the podcast. I and mean, you yeah, can watch Yeah, definitely. I
1: know. Okay. Oh, no. I love your podcast. It's <laughs> awesome.
0: Uh, I appreciate it. But yeah, me and my buddy, Mark, we do online matches and I had to stop here like the last month because I was i was dealing with some family health issues but um me and him were averaging something like three four matches a week wow that's awesome oh we just had a lot of fun and we went to we would do sealed drafts i think right now our format is well okay i'll tell you our our, uh, tomorrow we'll be playing online and our format is 400 points and you have to use a colossal we don't care if it's a retaliator or whatever. We just want to bring out some of our colossals, and so that's got us thinking. Hey, maybe I can play my colossal at three hundred points, or if I had to play him, maybe I'll play my bigger point value. And I'm actually thinking about running a four hundred point mangog. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then trying to run him across the, the area nice, nice. <laughs> and jump him up, and then have to deal with seven fifty. So anyway, so we're kind of thinking about that stuff, but it we had to we struggled because we would run booster drafts. We keep track of what we pull in our boosters. And then we go like, okay, we'll pull two and eight and you had to play something out of those. You build a team out of that. So we would do that. And so we get through a whole set, but we'd have to bust about three games a week in a month to get through the whole set and be able to play everything, at least have a chance. So it's a, I I, I agree. We got to give time to play sets and, you know, and I think at a local venue, you got to encourage that and kind of push out some tournaments out there to let them do it. You know, I mean, I've, I've i've said this all along it's up to us to grow the game we love and and, and it's at a local level it's it is. not at, it's, it's not at a competitive level i love what t3's doing trying to get information out there but you know Malcolm's out in Japan he loves Heroclix, but he's not buying anything because he can't play anything out there so right. in the yeah. end I can be inspired by your videos but I need to locate I need to grow my local venue and put time and effort into it and let the local venue be healthy local venues healthy met the competitive level game is healthy all around, you know, health of the game can't be determined at a meta level. It's determined at a local level. You know, if you're, if your player base is starting to road at the local level, it doesn't matter what the competitive base is doing. You know, it's going to, it's going to eat itself alive. So,
1: yeah. Like they had the sidekick night thing, which was a great idea, but then their execution was terrible. Like they, they did it before the new rules and now they're kind of launching it again. Um, but you know they I mean I, I feel like they need to create a framework, a fun framework where they can the game, encourage new players to come out, um, you know, I know they're, they're, I think the new sidekick night, they're giving you three figures to play, yeah. so I think that's a better way to do it. Um, but you're totally right. Local has to be healthy, and you want to be able to have players that are, you know, excited about what they're going to play that week, and not feeling like they're going to get, um, you know, either, either they can't afford to play the game because they, you know, they, they spent way too much money on the figures that month, you know, oh, yeah. or they're going to get destroyed by Unimind. so local venues have to come up with uh, casual formats too right that uh, make sure that, that you can't bring broken stuff to the game
0: oh yeah i, I agree with that and, it, and sometimes it's an unwritten rule and sometimes it's a written rule you know
1: and it's kind of we police ourselves um yeah that's yeah i mean it's nice to have a written rule because <laughs> there's that yeah. there could be that one guy you know,
0: that i agree you no know? so. yeah So. Always oh, that bread out there,
1: really? Good yeah, job.
0: right. Exactly. <laughs> Did we say no mine this time? I didn't get that memo. Okay. Oh
1: yeah, that's all I had in my box. You know? So I just played what I had. You yeah. Know?
0: He is not going to come on my show. I'm gonna have to invite him and you back <laughs> on my show. He's gonna go. Not you all. Never yeah. again. Yeah. But, uh, it's um, uh, I, I mean, like, you know, stay the game. I think it's pretty good. I love what it's looking like in Harley Harley Quinn, Uncanny. I mean, not uncanny. First class, looking awesome. Um, I, I, I the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause, and I don't know what you think about, is uh the Star Trek one. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, I struggle with that. I mean, I struggle with that one. That that being a full set, not a like a teenage yeah, b- right. It's like a full case, and I'm sitting there going, uh, okay. I'm gonna have to, I have to get my head around that. I could get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into a superhero game. Star Trek, I'm still working on. I, I, I might come around, it might be one I cherry pick. You know, I don't know. I don't know, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I, I love Star Trek, um, but yeah, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really, I feel with you, like, I, are they really gonna come out with a brick of Star Trek? What I'm a little afraid of is that we're gonna get a lot of sculpt reuse. Right? Okay, yeah. Just so going to be all kinds of uniformed guys standing and waiting for the bus. <laughs> okay, there we go. Phasers. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. All just <laughs> painted different colors. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to buy... I might just buy sealed for fun and then just okay. whatever I get, I get unless there's like a really... A good piece that I'm going to go for. Like, hopefully, triples will be totally meta because oh, I would, oh, I, would be love awesome. to, I would love to play me some triples or like whoop your Unimind's you know, butt with some Spock. I mean, <laughs> come on. That, 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 that does sound fun, but you know. Yeah. Oh, that does. I, I will say that's the one figure I was sitting there going,
0: triples, man. That could be really cool. Oh, being yeah. on, and then I did want to see the premium map of the Star of the uh, bridge. Enterprise. Oh yes. man!
1: so so just the fact that getting <laughs> maps and like new figures that's exciting but I'm definitely not going to like try to collect the whole set because you know that's not oh, yeah. worth At, it
0: <laughs> as I said um, I'm lucky my wife understands I don't have any kids and I'm lucky I buy a case every time and I will tell you this it was hard this last time with four cases in about five months I had to do some savings to do that and I had, oh, to, sell, yeah. had to sell some clicks to kind of get my budget up there <laughs> But, I mean, to commit to a case of Star Trek, I, I you know, they're going to have to wow me with some previews or something like that because I'll be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah that, that's what I mean. We're just going to get a bunch of, like, common figures that you're just going to, you know, not know what to do with.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, let's go to the review. Uh, I wanted to review the Rock announcement. And um, what was announced is that the Rock is now owned entirely by Howard Brock. And he also announced that he was moving the rock informational page away from HC Rounds. And that he was also going to start – he said – I believe he said in January, I watched the announcement, that they're going to start doing online rock tournaments. I think that's yep. huge for Heroclix. It's a huge move. So what are your thoughts on that impact? I mean, it's a huge – most players would be like, so? But really, that's—I think—that's a huge move for the Rock right now. So, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I don't really know. Do you know who like who owned Rock before? I always kind of thought it was Howard, but maybe he was just like the director.
0: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, was it TCG Player? which was kind of part of HC realms was a TCG player that it was really is the realms open championship.
1: Right. Well, well, TCG player is like a, a company store. They obviously, they, they specialize in magic um, and then other games. So maybe, yeah, maybe they either owned it or, um, and then, and then Howard just kind of managed it. Right. So I didn't understand that the, the
0: separation, you know, like AC realms has a rock informational section, but I took it from the announcement. He's creating a totally separate informational piece. Yeah. Outside of AC realms,
1: which is, he he, he said he's going to create a new website.
0: Yeah. So looking at that, is that showing growth in the rock?
1: Is that showing that we're looking to spread it more? What are your thoughts? Um, to be honest, I feel like it's possible that TCG player because maybe Rock isn't growing as much as they want, maybe they wanted to let it go and offered it to him. That's possible, maybe not, maybe you know wrong. But on the other hand of it, it's exciting because Howard was running it anyway and maybe it will allow him to do way more than he was limited to do before because he was, you know, being part of TCG Player, he had to do certain things, right? right. Um, and then he's also opening his new store, Lucky Dice Cafe, which is super cool. So I think being able for him to be able to control it and and grow it the way he wants it to is a good thing.
0: Yeah, and and I'm gonna be honest, I can't remember if it is TCG Player or not, but somebody else owned it. I, I was, I want to see. I
1: always see TCG Player with it. But it I, is, yeah, it is. I mean, they're the ones who run the the. The points, like if you win prize wall, ROC points. Okay. Those are all part of TCG Player. So you have to go there and redeem. And that's where you actually buy your uh, rock kits for running super qualifiers. So
0: so maybe it's kind of an extension of where Howard Brock is opening up his own store, like Mm -hmm. brick and mortar, that he can take on more of the logistics aspect of it, maybe. I don't know. But he's taking it over. The one thing I'm excited about is these
1: online tournaments. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I'm I'm I don't know. I'm excited because I love the idea of people like me who, you know, I mean I I live Kind of rural area but i can drive to chico i know a lot of people who can't play hero clicks because they are no stores in their area that allow them to play um so on that side of things i think it's really good um, but even in like star wars destiny they do they use tabletop simulator to play and that's how a lot of people play so they don't have to buy the cars they get every figure they want there um <laughs> I'm torn about it because on the one hand, I love Heroclix as a physical game. Um, So I would rather build physical venues where we can meet and play than encourage more online content, which, you know, there's so much of already. Uh, But on the other hand, yeah, I mean, I think it would be great for me to be able to play you and then have a multiplayer with another guy. Uh, So, but, and, and I know that they've been using Roll20, which... I'll be honest, I have not tried in full yet. I was going to play a game with Aaron and never got around to it. Um, so I can't say, I mean, I, I watched a game of Roll20, and I didn't think it was all that exciting to watch uh, because you couldn't really see anything that they were doing. You're not rolling dice. You're clicking a little thing that just turns a thing into a number. Uh, you know, So so I think visually it's not that appealing. Like, if you look at tabletop simulator. Do you know tabletop simulator? Oh, yes. I've seen it. Uh, they do that. It's more three-dimensional, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally like game physics. You roll mm-hmm. dice, a, you know, There's actually a hero clicks mod on there that somebody did a long time ago. That's pretty cool um, Because they're actually modded the clicks and dials and stuff and I think ideally it would be in that format uh, And maybe maybe you don't even have 3d models, but just pictures which would be mm-hmm. less time <laughs> But I don't like uh, roll twenty is just a little too abstract for my taste. It's a little too much like a, uh, what, like a PowerPoint presentation version of Clicks, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, I can I can see that. It's a, I can tell you, me and Mark when we play online, really all it is is me, uh, me and him both have cameras and we will lay the mats out. We choose maps that we both have, and I physically have his team and I have my team. He has physically my team. We'll 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 proxy some of the figures we don't have at each other. But we actually run a physical game. It's just that a different person controlling the the team on your other side. It's got some wonk. It's some bad stuff to it. You know, it's a little wonky at times. But I pr- I, I prefer online matches to be kind of like that because I can physically touch my figures. I can physically <laughs> see the lines of fire. I have a now me and him get a little bit this. It's kind of harder because we'll ever so often get out of sync. Like he'll have my figure maybe one oh, square yeah. over, but. When it comes to a physical match, it feels more like a physical match. I mean, we play on Google Hangouts, really. It's all we do. With Google Hangouts, I put it in a kind of downward su- camera angle, and we'll just play. And um, so it's
1: fun. I like, that. I like that format. I played that um, a couple times, too. I think I think that the, the people – um, that way is more akin to the natural hero clicks game. But some people I think also feel like it's too much work <laughs> to like pull out all of your figures and yeah. math and stuff. Right.
0: I, I, they do. And I can understand that, but you know what? I, I complain that I don't get to physically touch these figures and use them. You know, I don't get to pull them out and handle them. And there's something about it. That physical tactile touch that's kind of interesting with them, you know? Yeah, I totally <laughs>
1: agree. So, um, To me, it works. What do you think about, like, if they ran online tournaments, you know, and you didn't need any figures, and there was just on Roll20, so basically anybody could have any team, which is kind of cool in that sense. You don't have to own the figures, so you can be a really good online clicks player without having to buy a single hero clicks, which, you know, I'm sure WizKids doesn't like, (laughs) but... Right. But what do you what All do you, right. you think about that element of it? Do you think that's good for the game or no, not so good? Uh, for the
0: players who are isolated and don't have access to a lot of clicks, it's good for them. But long-term health of the game is about WizKids selling product. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to hurt the sale of products or take away from the sale of products, it could hurt the game. I don't think it would grow that big. But I think online tournaments – uh okay, I'm gonna say this and people are gonna shoot me for it. I think it can as a on an online tournament to take your if you only play online and then you sit down with the three D physical map, I think you're gonna struggle a little bit more than on the online tournament.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, because I yeah. it's different all of a sudden. It's a different, you know, view and all that. You know, you don't have the and I like D twenty okay. I don't know. I mean who knows? I, I don't want to like it. How's that? <laughs> right. I, I want to be in it, but right. I don't want it to become the norm for Heroclix. It's just a way to play, you know, like play you or play Easton Brock or have the ability to play right. some top yeah. level, you know. But should that be my total all the time Heroclix experience? I think I'd be dissatisfied with it. And the ability to pick any figure part of it is can you find in your collection a team that
1: makes you competitive? you know right that's a good point yeah so and i mean to, to on the on the positive side like i feel like you know with other uh, ccgs like magic and star wars destiny they use the online for more, for practicing and for coming up with teams and then like once you kind of like feel like oh this team is really good then you maybe go out and buy those figures but i uh, you know and but i and i don't know how much it would be Good for casual play, you know. <laughs> At least Roll Twenty is probably not so good for casual play. But if they did tabletop simulator, I think it would be really good for both casual All play right. and competitive play. So. You no
0: know, and, and and I'm not going to take credit for this idea, but um, Mike needle off of Alpha Strike, he suggested that how hard would it be for them to put a QR code or a UPC code mm-hmm. on the back of character cards, and you know, have the simulator where if you if I own this figure, I can add it to my collection. Right. Which which it means I physically own it. Now you'd also probably I would want a another mode where you just a test mode, but to be in an actual tournament, you'd have to have the barcoded figure. But you know, if mm-hmm. you want to test any team, I think that that's an advantage of the Pokemon yep. and all them, their ability to test teams based on this simulator, other race teams simulate. I mean, like NASCAR race teams, they do simulators to help drivers with a track because you don't have right. that much track time. <laughs> You're, our Our ability to practice to become a meta player, which is important is a simulator could really help.
1: But anyway, I thought that was a great great suggestion. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. And that's what Pokemon Online does that you scan the pack code and you get to pull a virtual pack. Um, But it doesn't actually correspond to exactly what you pull in real life. Uh, I feel like. The way you're saying it, or Magneto's saying it, would be better that that actually corresponds uh, to what you pull in the you know in the online game. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one thing I would just add, real quick, since we're on this topic, is God. When is WizKids? I love HC Realms, but like, why isn't WizKids building an online database for their? Clicks where I can, like, easily go in there and look at all the figures, you know? It's just, like, maybe they're doing it because HD Realms has already done it, but it just seems so... <laughs> obvious that they should have a a, a, a way of doing that <laughs> you know?
0: yeah, yeah it's not anything i've not said before i don't understand why they <laughs> abdicated the responsibility of hc realms i know a bunch of players decided to do that but you would Which think they would. Yeah, yeah i love it but you would think they would want to take control of that to help promote their product you know to be the source that people go to so you're losing as a website designer you're losing website hits because people go to hc realms right
1: yeah and I mean, I'm sure they have all of their stuff in a database somewhere right of with right. the figure number and the powers and the picture and so oh, how yeah. hard you know how hard would it be to create to pay somebody to build something you know so. however, we did get and
0: you know we'll briefly talk about this because it just happened but that cease and desist order yeah. who do you? Uh, oh, I heard something about that. Yeah, the guy who created
1: tokens, Cyborgsore, Cyborg, uh, Cyborgasore.
0: Yeah. So, Rob,
1: Rob, Rob, the guy who does all the like power pads and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and that shows an aggressive tone. I don't know where it came from, but an aggressive tone from whiskey is that we've not seen before. You know, monitoring mm-hmm. the secondary and tertiary markets. So, yeah,
1: that's the first time they've ever done that, I guess, huh? I mean, I didn't, I didn't know too much about it, but um, that's... So did they just tell him to stop... What did they tell him to stop making? Was it was it everything? I, I, I guess it was a pot. Well, licensed material. Supposedly,
0: hmm. for, I don't know all the details, but the cease and desist order was... He was doing something with the licensed materials. I, I don't know if he was using the actual pictures off of the character cards and putting them on the pogs. And that's WizKids didn't like that because oh, that oh,
1: Maybe because he was selling, he sells them. Yeah, like, he, I get. Yeah, he's selling them. So, yeah.
0: you know, so they were aggressive, but we've not seen that out of WizKids. I mean, this secondary market's been there for a while. It's I mean, true. It's true. I mean, it's <laughs> so over a year. The pogs have been made for over a year. For them to make a decision like that shows that they might be trying to take more control. I don't know. We'll have to well, wait also, and
1: see. Also, they've started making pogs, right? So that's right. probably why they don't want them making more pogs. Okay. Yeah. I
0: wish. Here's my thing on their pogs quit making them. But I don't know what that is. I, I don't know about Oil. you. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want that. It's yeah, so I, hard to read. I can't read it. You know. <laughs> and, and I love them, though. I love the high quality, but it's really hard to read. But anyway, I don't want to take all your time. And we've done this review, and I th- I think it's good. Howard Brock taking over Rock. I like online tournaments. Let's sit back and see how they do. I think it's great for West Coast, East Coast people to kind of play each other. But we don't Fair want it enough. to take the place. We don't want it to take the place of the local venue. We don't want to take the place of the physical you know, I don't want esports, right? <laughs> right. You know, I want a physical game championship right there. So, <laughs> anyway, do you have anything you want to add before we get to viewer questions? Anything popped in you really want to talk about? I'm I'm always open. This is a free form show. Even though I give you a whole list of uh, we're going to do this, 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 this. <laughs> but you got anything you want to add to it?
1: Oh no! I'm just really happy. Thanks, thanks for having me on. You know, it's it's been really fun, and and hopefully, you know, people will get some tidbits of information out of this. But I'm I I say I'm I'm super excited that they didn't get rid of ID cards. So I was scared they were going to get rid of them entirely, and you know, X Men First Class ID cards. So that's
0: cool. Oh, I like it, and you know what? I love I love some X Men, so I'd love to call in some X Men.
1: I think that. would Oh yeah. Cool. Sorry. I've actually, yeah, I dreamed about, cause you know, I grew up reading uncanny X-Men, uh, you know, Chris Claremont days. And so when the ID cards first came out, I was like, Oh my God, what if they had X-Men ID cards? <laughs> so I'm in heaven with the new X-Men ID cards coming um, out. Cool. Okay. All let's right. get, let's
0: get to the viewer question. This comes from Malcolm Rush. He's always great about sending me questions he has an Al- Halloween theme and we're, we are taping this I don't even think it's kind of taping. We're digitally recording this. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. We're digitally recording this the day before Halloween. So here's his Halloween questions. Favorite Halloween theme team, 300 slash 400 points. You can choose whichever one. Uh, and you can pick
1: any from Heroclix history. Did you come up with one? Did you think of one? Um, I didn't have a chance to come up with an actual team, but uh, it, it, the figure that we I used to play all the time for Halloween was Living Mummy from the, uh, was it the Web of Spider-Man set? Yeah, it'd be, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the Web of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that Living Mummy was, is awesome. Anybody want to play a mummy? That is the best mummy in the world. <laughs> all right. Um, I came up with a... Alien swarm team.
0: I did a four, four hundred point. Uh, Uncanny X Men brood queen with three of the brood warriors, and then four of the brood warriors, but they're not the they're the alternate ones, the experienced ones, and then a terrain dial of the Merc Jack because that's how they got to the world. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: And then, and then I put a supreme intelligence on the brood queen because she's being controlled by something. And then I, I had some points left over. So I pulled a brood warrior from Critical Mass that, and I just threw that together. And I thought that'd be kind of cool, kind of throw it over there. I didn't make it too OP or anything. I didn't put a teleporter on it because it didn't really go with the theme. I thought it'd be a fun kind of Halloween theme team to play. So. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. Best and worst Halloween kind of hero click. Wow, that one was hard. What do you think about that? Best and worst <laughs> Halloween kind of hero clicks. You mean just he
1: means like just what's a hero, Halloween theme? The best kind. Yeah. Of yeah. Kind.
0: I took it like vampire uh, stuff yeah. like that. You know, your Halloween, your iconic Halloween. So what's the best Halloween?
1: I mean, I think like, uh, the, like that Web of Spider-Man set has the best, to me, the best Halloween hero clicks in it. There was oh. like Damien Hellstorm. There was like Mummies. There were the zombie uh, zuvembi. Uh, there was Dracula I think was a super rare or something yeah Dracula right? was in
0: there he's a 200 point piece I just looked at
1: him today yeah yeah crazy. Um, werewolf wasn't werewolf in there oh, yes yeah. werewolf was in there um, the undead set the new one the rip set is I think would be fun to play uh, you know when we're I don't know what we're saying best kind would be like yeah. are we talking OP here <laughs> well I, I, I think fun to play and
0: just kind of fits that Halloween theme you know uh, I agree with you. I, that Spider-Man set was awesome. I memorized back, I collected that. And I thought it was really cool. The
1: Wolverine, the vampire and all that. Um uh, you know who I'd say the worst Halloween hero clicks to play would be uh, Goblin King. If you bring a Goblin King to a fun, casual Halloween, then you, you need to get kicked out of the session. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: That's trash. That's, That's trash. trash. Yeah. That's
1: trash, man. Yeah, get that no, trash no. out
0: of here. <laughs> you don't need to be bringing trash to my to my venue. I, I, yeah. I, okay. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. You bring Goblin King <laughs> and try to pass him off as Halloween. As a monster Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're awful. Yeah. You're awful. Um yeah i think the okay i went a different way i thought the worst sculpted one and i probably thought was swamp thing when the early swamp things that his sculpt was just kind of just okay i think uh probably he was looking at it and i was like eh. I, I guess i'm spoiled but it was the old swamp thing from
1: golly it's one of the hopper time <laughs> if that's good i'm looking that one up because i don't even remember that <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that
0: one he's kind of okay he's just a uh, little skinny thing i like the newer ones better
1: the new one has got a great sculpt right
0: yeah yeah he's overgrown boss to me
1: (laughs) whatever (laughs) but look at those old. he's like one of those hero clicks also that like the swamp thing qualifies halloween Well, I know.
0: I know. Does he? Does he not? I was trying to think back to um, Monster Squad and those and those guys they had in Monster Squad. Wolverine. You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever watch that movie? Uh, no. Which one? I mean, Monster, Monster Squad? Spike. Yeah. I
1: don't think
0: I said that, no. I mean, it's an old 80s movie. That's how old I am. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a good movie. But I was just pulling out the iconic Dracula, uh, Frankenstein. I think they had a swamp. They had a... Uh, a creature from the Black Lagoon, we never seen oh, yeah. one. Of those. Okay, okay, let's go to three uh, worst and best costume character who's wearing not their normal costume. I'm gonna go with worst. The worst one, and I hate this costume, is uh, you, Daredevil Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> it's just ugly. I, I'm not a fan of S.H.I.E.L.D. costumes
1: anyway. <laughs> me neither. I, I'm really not into the military S.H.I.E.L.D. type thing. <laughs> um, uh, oh, well, actually, let me take
0: that back. That one's bad, but I did have a worse one. I'll pull this, and this is a chase. It is, um, oh, my gosh, the old Captain America set, the one where you had the Captain America frozen in a block of ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you the, the Indian one, Rohaj. That's the worst sculpt of all time. That's the worst. I was like, whatever, guys. That is is awful. Rojaj. How do you uh, look that up? What set was that in? It is the Captain America set. Mm -hmm. It's R O J H A Z. Look at that sculpt and don't go,
1: really? I mean, the guy's yellow. Oh, yeah. That's pretty nasty. have to agree <laughs> i
0: was like oh, that's the worst i mean it's the worst costume um yeah so what what's
1: your worst costume uh, after? i i couldn't really think of one i mean i was looking through like at least in terms of what my like i was like wolverine like I, all the costumes he has are cool um <laughs> i don't know it had to be an alternate um, costume so I don't know. I mean, like the what ifs, the like what if stuff. Like I wasn't that into like a lot of the weird costumes. Iron, <laughs> okay. You know. Um yeah. You know, like uh, what is it? Uh, Punisher, Punisher, Thor, or um, no, good. it's not Punisher, Thor, Thor. Punisher but, uh, Strange. Punisher yeah. Strange. Punisher of the Strange. <laughs> Punisher of the Strange. <laughs> it was like take the most obvious thing to do. And like do that, and that's pretty much Punisher of the Strange, you uh, know. And that's kind of a silly thing. Like, okay, just put a cow and a cape on the Punisher.
0: <laughs> okay. How about best? What's the best uh, you know, alternate costume? Hey, I'm, I'm gonna jump in, I'm gonna say Al Jordan. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna yes. say that was a that's that was pretty a pretty cool. That was a pretty cool one. When I saw that, I was like, oh well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So do you have a different one? that kind of alternate costume one, it's
1: not normal. Um well, like I like. I, I loved the. Um, I'm a big fan of black, so I like the Wolverine Agent of Hydra. Um, okay, yeah. You know, he was like, I was like, always wanted Wolverine to wear black, <laughs> you know, and you and go. he never did until like way later. So okay, that's
0: awesome. Okay, finally, last question: In the next undead monster set, what do you want to see?
1: What do you want to see? In the next undead monster set? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I want to see like a dark magician kind of person. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Going back to my whole Sandman thing. Okay. You know, I want to see somebody. You know, you know, like a fairly powerful, uh, You know, dark magician doesn't have to be a named one, but
0: I, I, I you know what? I'm gonna echo that in that it's not a particular figure. I would like to see a couple of figures, some powerful figures in it that can that can kind of stand toe to toe with a regular set. I mean, yes. not that, the, you know, undead. I wanted it to kind of fold in, maybe bring something. And it's kind of hard to fold in. I guess he's got a couple of things like Dr. Frankenstein, but I'd like to see a, not a support piece, but an actually primary piece that, you know, you can mm-hmm. do something with, or it's the perfect set to bring back swarm. You know, I think it is. Well, uh, you
1: know, zombie Abraham Lincoln's—you know—I guess pretty good with a bunch of zombies. <laughs> so, That's true. That is know, true. I yeah. haven't played him, but maybe he's pretty good. You know. Okay. okay. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. I, I, no, go on. Go on.
1: Uh, I, know. I, I, I was just—you uh, know—like I, yeah, I would just echo that. Uh, you know, like a more of a primary figures in those sets versus just a bunch of generics. I mean. I don't know. I know there are a lot of people who love to play army figures, like generics, a bunch of generics. So I think that that's good to have. But you definitely need some good solid pieces in there that are stand on their own. Well, just like that amazing
0: that Spider-Man set you were talking about, Web of Spider-Man. The yeah. Dracula in that was a major, major piece. He was a mm-hmm. tough piece. Maroon. Oh the, yeah, is a major vampire type piece. I mean, you kind of would like to see that the Dracula in that uh, in the undead would be just as powerful piece that, you know, hey, give you a second thought and go, well, I can maybe build around him. I mean, he's got some good stuff going for him. So um, I think the undead needs to have a little expanse in where it looks at how it affects clicks in general. It felt like a set that's just made for
1: itself, you know, just kind of
0: just... I was
1: I was really excited about it and I felt like it was a little more lackluster than I wanted it to be.
0: Well, but I do want them to try to get some indie clicks. You know, like you said, the sandman, you know, I see that kind Mm -hmm. of continue. And I know undead is more of a, you know, licensing's not that bad because I mean I think most of these have generic licensing. Right. Probably, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't think Dracula is owned by anybody anymore. It's been around for so long, Brom Stroker. So it, it, it's a venture out to try and help the brand of Heroclix. I wish they would have just kind of looked at it and said, okay, how can we kind of make it kind of smoothly, you know, affect the game a little bit. Cause they're not that far outside the realm. I mean, I have the old comic book where Superman fought Dracula and uh, Frankenstein.
1: Yeah. It's, oh yeah. There's a lot of that in Marvel, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um that's about all I got. You know, it's been awesome. Hey, I, I will tell and I want everybody to know this. Symbio is one of the nicest guys you can meet. <laughs> it, it's, I, and, and I, I know he's not gonna, you know, go on about this, but it was so impressive when I'm at Worlds and we're in the middle of the team. And he's walking by and I shake his hand. And the biggest impression you made on me, I said, I love your podcast, your your all videos and all that. And you turn around, and you ask my name. I thought that was, that was, that
1: was just blew me away. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, it's always a pleasure to meet people who would actually watch what I'm doing out <laughs> here. So I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's a, I like to meet people. So thank you. You're, I know. It, it blew my mind, number
0: one, that you asked my name. And then I told you my name and I told you my ID. And you go, hey, man, I listened to your podcast. And you knew my podcast. And I was like, wow, you know. Hey, Mom, I am, I know. I am,
1: I am <laughs> always searching for new content. So if you put your video up, usually like by day one, or two, I will have found it. <laughs> You have. There's there's
0: symbio. What's he doing? <laughs> Almost immediately, I understand. I'm always searching it out, but yeah. um, he great. I I wish. If I'm in the area I will definitely come by and visit Charles venue I, I don't oh, know you when totally,
1: totally should
0: and I, I don't know when I'll get back out but I do want and you know I want to collaborate with you I'd love to do the uh, teleprompter thing that we talked about maybe that'd be pretty fun and I would love to hook up once we go to origins because I have already booked my hotel room. I am set. Oh,
1: I got to do that now, don't I? Like, that's how you get the good hotel rooms.
0: That's right. That's right. You have to do it. I got, I'm going to tell you, I I went ahead and got the hotel that's in the convention center. Uh (laughs) Just because it's a little bit more expensive, but I don't worry about anything. I just walk down. I, 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 I walk down. If I forget something, I walk back up. And that is a something everybody needs to know. I have never seen so many Top-level players, leave
1: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because you're like, you know, sleep-deprived and you're forgetting everything, you know. Oh, no, I know, me mean, him go, man, I forgot my objects. You got any objects? Yeah. I was sitting there going,
0: really, guys?
1: I'm like, backing every night. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I think we should definitely do, I'll figure out some way for us to do the commentary on a game together that'd be you, awesome you you got such an awesome distinctive like radio voice too so. I, I don't think so but i, I don't to yeah. really listen to my voice but uh
0: i think it'd be fun I, i'd love to do that uh i just i i'd really appreciate you coming on i really appreciate you kind of promoting the game and if i had to leave with one idea i really think whiz kids should really look into trying to have regional ambassadors guys Ooh, that's who, a good idea the guys, you know, I don't know what the – I don't know that they can give them. Maybe they give them s- some some help or whatever. You find these guys who love the game and let them regionally help grow the game in that region, and so it's kind of a point person. And so kind of help them with their communication between the regions where their hero clicks being sold and not, you know, kind of help them out, especially tournament-wise and kind of growth and kind of help them look at that and kind of promote it and kind of help run some regional events. But uh, thanks for being on. I've got one announcement to make, but go ahead. I want you to do your shout-outs. What's your shout-outs?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, first, of course, thank you. It was my pleasure. I was really happy to be on, uh, and I love what your podcast and what you're doing, so I hope you keep doing it, and uh, we could collaborate more in the future. Um, If you guys don't already watch T3 Gaming, we're on YouTube under just search T3 Gaming, and then we also have our iTunes podcast. We're also on podbean.com. Look for T3 Podcast. And we're also on Facebook. At tabletop talk T3. Uh, so hit us up there. And it, we're always looking for new suggestions. If you want me to do something on a video on something, definitely let me know what to do, and I'll try my best to do something new. All right. And remember, he does have time constraints, so
0: he's gonna do it to the best of his ability with the time he's got. <laughs>
1: That's right. Not yeah, yet.
0: okay. And, and one last thing, CMBO, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What would be your intro music if it was like the
1: WWE? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> oh man, that is on the spot. Probably some like banging 140 BPM German techno or something. All right, like <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> something like that.
0: Yeah. There you go. Wow, that would be. Oh, I I think it should be Sandstorm. Oh, <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. yeah sure. There we go. How
1: about a okay. remix of Sandstorm? Yeah. There
0: you go. That'll work. All right. Okay, we're going to have to go. Let me give this announcement. Uh, I have heard from Michael in Puerto Rico, and he's doing okay. Water and electricity were the huge worries, and he's still kind of struggling with that. He wanted to let us know that the Puerto Rico, Na- Puerto Rico Nationals will still occur on November 19th. The venue canceled. The convention center couldn't handle it because of the damage. However, he is looking for a venue to host it, and he's promising that it will go on November 19th. Our thoughts and prayers go out to those clicks players, and we hope you keep the games going strong. Hashtag click strong. I'll be sending down some modest prize supports to help supplement the thing. I actually have it over here to the side. I need to put it in a box, get it down there. I support growing hero clicks all over the world in spite of natural disasters. So everybody, remember, I hope you, if you need me, please contact me at lostinclicks at gmail.com or on my Facebook page or on uh, HD Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. And always remember, keep rolling double sixes because when you roll double sixes, you never miss. Peace out. Thanks.